This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Somebody didn't hit the live button. I wonder who that could have been. So did your your sponsor go through? <laughs> we'll get to him later. <laughs> I'll play commercial later. So what you missed, because I didn't hit the live button, was uh, Ray and I started talking about uh, him doing some comms, and he was talking about Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline doing the uh the full rubicon uh last weekend and he's gonna be going back to uh, rhode island comic-con in november and his latest build the mandalorian dude he made that whole suit out of friggin' foam i was gonna say you 3d prints or foam foam i'm a foam smith all the way um i don't even think i would have room for any 3D printing equipment. I've been, you know, I, I, that's one of the reasons why I'm going to have to like take a little hiatus from building for myself for a while is because I've just, I don't, I don't have more, much room, much more room to put any more big bills. Majority of my stuff is always like armored bills. Um, a couple of them are uh, like, like regular cloth, like, you know, roadblock, but still even like roadblock from GI Joe, I still got, uh, armor to go with that and the mod deuce 50 cal and other other props and things like that but yeah right now it it's all it was all about the mandalorian it took me about six months so it was a six month build uh, i decided to take my time i was like there was there was no rush because we weren't doing any shows so i said hey the heck with it i'm just gonna take my time and just have have a fun building the thing He's he's working on his own slave one behind the, behind the <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, it, it it came it came out great. He's done stuff. One of one of his, if I'm not mistaken, one of your first cosplays was Guy King. Oh yeah, uh, I want to say oh, it was dope, dude. 
I will say the first one that I did was it was Blade. Blade was my first cosplay. Um, and then after that, I did Bane from uh, The Dark Knight Returns. No, not Returns. Yeah, was it Returns? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and eventually, I think that's like the third one was like Thunderblade was with a mashup between like uh, Lionel from Thundercats, uh, the a little bit of the like classic series in, in the 80s. A little bit of the armor design was based off of like the, the reboot in 2007. And then I threw in Blade because I didn't want to wear a wig. I wasn't going to paint myself no orange. And I definitely wasn't going to wear no underoos at a show. So I kind of like the whole like samurai motif that went with that one. And then, then after that, I believe was Guy King. Um, and I that was a one-off. I wore that to Rhode Island Comic Con and won best anime uh for that one and it's it actually it's right here next to me but it's off camera you can't see it but i i really would like to bring that one back i i want to redesign because a lot of that was when i was still new to the game i was using a lot of hot glue and things like that but now that you know i'm a little wiser it was you could tell i'm a little wiser with all these grays that um I, I would just like to redo that one because it's it you know it's always one of my favorites because this like I grew up watching that and that's what kind of like sparked a lot of the imagination for me. Very cool. I know I've seen you in a whole bunch of stuff. He's he's done uh you've done Batman from the Arkham Knight series, like the armored up Batman. Oh yeah, I love that one. That's like, like Batman. Who yeah? Who doesn't like Batman? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to like Batman. I'm the Joker. Come on. I know Superman came first. They did Superman and Wonder Woman. You know, and it's well. That's what Lewis tells us. And that's like the trilogy. (laughs) But um, I think you you don't see as many people like cosplaying Superman. You you obviously because of the movie and Gal Gadot. You got a lot of women doing Wonder Woman, but like for Superman, you don't see like like as many Superman cosplayers as you would Batman because there's Everybody can more relate to Batman than I, I believe, you know. And the I think the, and the costumes, in my opinion, are kind of you know they're cooler. Well, not just that, but I I think uh, either either that I think a lot of the a lot of the comic book fans that would like to dress up as Superman are either uber skinny or they're built kind of like me. I mean, I'm in shape, you know, only because rounds are shape, but you know, I'm still in shape. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, um, but yeah, the Arkham Knight, it, it started off, and that was like in 2015, and it started off as like a hybrid, another hybrid of the Arkham Arkham Origins Batman and the Arkham Knight Batman suits, and it, so I kind of just threw like whatever I liked from each suit together on that one, and um, eventually, you know, the helmet was a little off, but you know, you know, it was the first time me making a Batman helmet. Um, and then eventually I, I just was playing the game so much that I just was like, you know what? I just kind of phased out of the, the origins part. And I really was feeling the Arkham, Arkham Knight Batman version of the bat suit. So I kind of just like phased into that. And so it's basically an armored version, a little bit a beefier armor version of that suit. Very cool. So you're doing those two shows, you any plans to uh, 
see what Boston might look like, or are you just waiting to uh, just do Rhode Island now? Oh, uh, it, it all depends, you know, on uh, guests. You know, it, you know, if like the I have like I haven't been to the Boston since they they got bought out by Fan Expo. So uh, the last time, like I think the last time I was there was. 2013 2014 and uh but if they get like some good guests like like that i really want to see then you know i'll probably i'll take a trip up there like if they end up with like anybody like like cress williams or anybody like that from black lightning um i would really like to meet cress you know being that i do black lightning cosplay as well and i did get to meet nafisa williams who plays uh thunder his his oldest daughter on the show and she really uh she really loved the costumes it was myself and allison blunderland who we went up to new york for the urban action uh showcase expo and oh yeah i saw i saw those pics yeah she she loved it because well she was following when blunderland was posting the the progress pictures i was taking of the suit and i take them and i i sent i give them to her and she was posting them on her IG account. Uh, Nafisa is frequent on IG, so it's like as soon as she posted the picture of what we were working on, she was she responded. She actually liked the liked the the, the costume uh, process and was commenting. And so, you know, Blunderland was obviously you know ecstatic about that. So. Um, the opportunity came where the promoter for the Urban Action Showcase Expo wanted us to go down there because he was going to have her down there. So, you know, she was like, I want to go. So I'm like, OK, let's go. And when we got up there, she loved the suits. She actually videoed it for her, her IG as well. So it was like it was it was really cool. So. Yeah, you had somebody from from the show taking pics of you guys and putting them on her IG. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, yeah. I think China might have liked one of my one of my progress pictures. And China McLean plays was played the youngest daughter of Jefferson Pierce, so that was that was cool as well. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to like more shows. So if they get somebody up there like Cress, you know. I, if they had, if they all they have to do is say Cress Williams, I, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to walk. Yeah, that would be cool. It's too bad they're they they kind of let the writers like kind of like paint themselves into a corner there with the whole you know black ops federal government taking taking over some little town for a for a an, an experiment. Well, it's not it's not that too far fetched, you know. Well, no vaccine, anybody. <laughs> it's not that too far fetched. So, um, when it comes to weapons and weapons of mass destruction, you, you know, the government's always going to be sticking, you know, want to be looking into that. So, oh, yeah. uh, so I I I loved the show. I mean, I know the show probably didn't get as, as good as ratings as it, it could have, but me personally, I love the show. I love the content. I love the acting. I was I was a big fan of the old school music that they, you know, for the soundtracks that they were playing um, and the costume designs. I just really enjoyed the costume designs. In fact, I have a friend who actually worked on those costumes 
And it, it, you know, it was like one of those things where it was like a, a, a must for me to, you know, you know, do black lightning. Um, even got to meet doing black lightning. I even got to meet his, his creator, Tony Isabella at oh, yeah. uh, great, the greater Philadelphia comic con. So that was really cool because it's like, how often do you get to meet the creator of the character that you're cosplaying? Yeah, I got a, I got a black lightning number one, uh, in pretty sweet condition, uh, signed by him. Oh, that's nice. And I'm, I'm only missing, I know it's not a big run cause it got canceled real, real early, but I'm only missing like one or two issues from it. Yeah, they 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 brought it back a couple of times, from what I understand, you know. Yeah, uh, the the funny one that that they brought back when they were doing it with when they were doing all the Hanna Barbera stuff is they did uh, they did Black Lightning in Hong Kong Fui, <laughs> and there was no way I was not buying a Hong Kong Fui comic book. I used to love Hanna Bar Hanna Barbera's World of Super Adventure. I mean, like, I mean. That show, you know, I just, I just loved pretty much everything on that show. Oh yeah, Wacky Races was great too. I had all the cars for that. They, they came out with the, uh, I about ten, twelve years ago. They released like special edition cars for uh, all the different Wacky Racers. Uh, Penelope Pit Stop, of course, uh, uh, Das. Dick Dastardly and Muttley. And, oh, man. And, <laughs> and, yeah. No, I want a medal. I want a medal. I want a medal. Love did it. they do a uh, Gillum Gorilla cover for that? I know they did like Peppy and a bunch of other shit. Oh, stop. Sorry. <laughs> Forgot. Uh, like, okay. Oh, snap. Sorry. I, I didn't hear a fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, DC, I'm not a DC homer, like, I'm more Marvel or indie, but, like, some of their variants are nice. Like, I enjoyed when they did, like, the Halloween stuff every couple years. That was nice. The villain's run was nice. I just couldn't get behind the Hanna-Barbera, because even though I know they're, a, like, Warner Brothers subsidiary, it just wasn't my thing, and I love cartoons, though. But, but everyone says the uh, Batman, was it Batman and, uh... Porky Pig? No. Nah, Hell of Fun. Yeah. Yeah, everyone says that was supposed to be really good, though. That one, that one blew up, and like I couldn't even get my hands on one. Like the week it came out, I couldn't get my hands on one. Like everybody went and scarfed them all up. Yeah, sounds like the Black Lightning uh, vinyl pops from San Diego Comic Con. Oh, uh, San Diego's uh, last con there was 2019. We got Sunday tickets. I have a video on my other YouTube. We were ninth in line, sold out, sold out. I got two pops. I wanted out of like 20 because everything was just gone, 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 gone. It was crazy. Well, this one was virtual, so it was like I, I was kind of happy because I'm like, there's no way that I'm gonna get to San Diego, to, you know, the, 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 to try to get this pop, right? And it's like the only time they made a Black Lightning pop, right? And I guess you know that's what apparently that's where they, the show that they announce all these these new shows that are coming on and whatnot. And so it was like, okay, you you go on to the store or whatever at a certain time. And you know you, you you have your chance to go buy these pops because they weren't going to be selling them at the at the con. You have, you have no uh, chance. So it wasn't even a shared exclusive. It was just the online exclusive for them for that. Yeah, because oh, cool. they, they weren't going to. It wasn't going to be at the. Uh, you know, there was no con that year, so they said that no. What from what I heard, there were supposed to be no bots allowed. All this stuff. 
Okay. So you had a <laughs> you had a decent yeah. chance. You had a chance if you got in there fast enough to get what you wanted. So I was in there, I think exact maybe two minutes after they said, okay, you know, let the games begin, right? Grab the pop. I'm like, yeah. And other people were trying to get one for me just in case. I grabbed the pop, threw it in my cart, and I'm trying to check out. And then all of a sudden, it just started buffering, buffering. Oh, nothing sucks more than that. For like over a half an hour. And I'm people are like, yo, what the hell's going on? And then if you backed out. You it, lost. Yeah, you lost it, right? And so I backed out, and it said, like, I think it was like 20 minutes in, right? 15 to 20 minutes in. Um, sold out. And the they completely in 15, 20 minutes, even though I had it in my cart and I was in the process of trying to check out, it wouldn't allow me. Somebody hacked it and they wouldn't allow anybody to, to there were only a few people that ended actually ended up getting the pop and everybody else kind of got screwed because they couldn't, they couldn't cash out for it. And then the next thing, you know, I think either an hour later or a day later, if I went to go check eBay and they were all on eBay for like, Probably what some were 500, some were asking for 700, 300, 200. I was so pissed because it was like, what an $11 pop, $20 tops. Yeah, with shipping and everything, that's happened to me too. That's actually got me back into anime. Was uh, remember Dragon Ball is really big? Yeah, I bought Flocked Wiz, I think 2018 at San Diego. Like, oh, you want a free Funimation pass? I'm like, yeah, whatever. My brother's like, why did you buy that stupid piece of crap? I'm like, check out what it's going for. I think I sold it for 250. Like, within 20 minutes after buying it i was like i just paid for my day like nothing's better than that but i've also been the flip side of like buying mondo prints funko pops stupid crap like that like you get the wheel you get the wheel it's going in clicking your paypal as soon as you go to check out it's like mm, sold out too bad and you're like so do you go to I'll, ebay or not go to ebay that, that one hurt that one hurt i will like, never sell anything on ebay again with all the oh right now no all the all the bs what? crap they're putting in there i'm like what do you mean you're gonna hold my payment for 30 days well the best one now is i'm laid off for the past week and a half with construction mm -hmm. and if i want to sell something nope i could lose my unemployment i'm not gonna even mess with that right now like that's crazy wait you can get fired if you sell something on ebay if you don't claim it as taxable income yeah you can get screwed the government you have to claim it oh yeah it's crazy so yeah, i've never sold anything on ebay but i'm hearing that it's crazy. Um, the, the sellers are no longer going to be able to do, utilize like the PayPal in, for you can, you, something now. What you can do is, as a seller, you can accept PayPal, but eBay is no longer accepting PayPal. Well, because they had the monopoly for a while where that was their subsidiary. Yeah. And I still think they own the damn thing. It just, we're going to slide a bunch of paperwork around here for taxes. Tax exempt purposes, and boom, you know, it might have gotten it might have got sold off to somebody else, but who knows? So you could still, from what I understand, I'm I'm still kind of fuzzy on that. So you could still use your PayPal to buy yeah. stuff on eBay, but if you're a seller, you can't pay. You have to 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 do anything on eBay right now. They want full access to your bank account. Yep. So the best thing to do with PayPal, like I've done, like I got scammed a month and a half ago with the mag I bought. 
you normally do PayPal, but you pay with a credit card or debit card. That way you're double insured because they go, oh, screw you. You're like, I'm going to go to my bank. You scam me. Like, what the hell? If you actually get scammed. But yeah, they want full reign. Like I've had, I've heard horror stories of sellers, people saying, I never received my item. Knowing the person full well did, like I'll pay the extra three dollars to get a signature because if you say it got delivered and there's no proof of it, you're out of luck for a three four hundred dollar item. And PayPal goes, here you go, here's your money back. eBay goes, there you go. So you're out the item, and they get their money back. Well, so I actually thought that was a good thing, thing for me. Oh, and for you, yeah. But as a seller, say so if you want yeah, to sell your, yeah, seller, right? yeah, that would suck. the the deal. Yeah, I yeah, I think that signature thing probably would be dude. <laughs> the best three dollars ever. Yeah, they put in all these other rules too uh, for sellers that uh, they're going to hold your money, whatever you made on the sale, they're going to hold it for like 30 days. So they can play with it like a bank. They can make their money and interest off it. So they're going to make money and interest off of everybody unless you've made 50 uh local sales like to the lower 48 if you're in the in the states uh and you have to uh you have to have been a member of uh ebay for over uh you have to be a you can't be a new member you have to be a member for two years otherwise you can't do anything oh yeah well i know uh, with paypal too um used to be able to like take two or three days to withdraw the money now it's same thing for free but if you want to spend that extra three percent like say if you just sold a hot book a couple months ago, all right, yeah, I just made 150 bucks. Yeah, take your fucking, take your five or six dollars, give me the money, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's just so crazy now that like, I've tried Macari. Macari's not bad, but like, I'd rather just sell on IG and say, hey, hit me up. But how are you gonna do it, PayPal? Like, I'll accept crypto all day, but a lot of people still don't mess with that. So it's like, but PayPal they can still trace your money too, and you get 10.99 at the end of the year from PayPal also. Mass, Rhode Island, Connecticut, a bunch of other states too. It's crazy. There's no free money anymore to be made. I don't. Well, I don't sell all that much, but even even when I do, I don't make enough to pay in on taxes. So yeah, same thing with me. And I got screwed. Like one person that uh, I I sent something to. Uh, so he paid me and I told him, make sure you send, you know, send it to me as a, as a friend, you know, and okay, he put that he, he hit the, he hit the wrong button and like, like, I, and, yeah. So now they were hit, they were saying they wanted, they wanted my tax ID number. I talked to those people like five, six different occasions and told them, look, I am not a business that the dude was a friend. I just sold them something that I didn't need. And it was, I, I don't do this on a regular basis. Uh, every once in a while, I'll, I would sell something on, you know, and use PayPal. But it was like, for the most part, my PayPal account was, and they could tell it was, I was making, I'm making purchases all the time. So every once in a while, yeah, I, every blue moon, I would sell something to somebody that, you know, maybe something I didn't want anymore. And, you know what I mean? So they said, okay, well, you know, I'll send you some money. Okay, no problem. And this one dude, hit the wrong button and then now they put a, 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 I got a handicap on my account so it's like you know i'm limited to stuff on my account i'm like whatever i'm not even gonna care because i'm i'm, I'm not you know get that little notification in the corner all the time every time i go in there i'm like same thing i'm like i'm not 
how many times I got to tell you people, I'm not a business. I'm not, I don't sell things on a regular basis to even give you a tax ID number, or I'm not going to give you any, any of that information. If I'm not a business and I'm not making like money like that, I am just buying, mostly buying stuff. And it was, a, it was just a hassle. So I'm like, with that. But I've heard a lot of people too. Like I've seen YouTube videos and nobody's that sell comics all the time. Like PayPal, they're trying to act like a bank. They can hold your money if they want to and just go, nope, you can't have it. It's like, that's my money up held up. Sooner or later, there'll be something better than that. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not even yeah. caring anymore. I'm like, okay, but you know, PayPal, I just feel is just insurance for me because if I get screwed over by a seller, you know, hundred percent covered as a, yeah, as a I'm, I'm buyer, you're covered as a seller. Fifty-fifty depends. I I'm fighting with the dude right now. Like he's threatening me. Sent me a bunch of like messages. His account's gonna get suspended for threatening me. Like, and I tried to be like, dude, just shut up. I'll send the book back to you. You already lost. He sent me the wrong book. I had an unboxing video of me actually unboxing the book. Wrong everything. He's like, f you, blah blah blah, just going off me on private messages. I'm like, they can see everything we're saying. Just shut up, and I'll send it back to you. Went off of me. I'm like, okay, dude, that's where you want to play it. Okay. Yeah, I got screwed over um, because when we started going, when Trump was still office, and we were going through with that with that thing with uh, China yep. uh, around that time, I had ordered important uh, stuff. Like, not it was it was important to me. It was it was like it was two things from China. One of them was like a Megatron. It was like it was like a masterpiece Megatron, and you can't. It was like I was I've been looking for like a, a really good Megatron, like a G1 Megatron for like a while. And so they finally they had, knock off. it was uh, they actually both. One was a one was a Hasbro. One was a knockoff. Um, In your collection, it looks cool. Who cares? You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I tried to order. I think it was the Hasbro one, but it was like I said, it was from China and there was something else. I don't remember what else. Well else i ordered but i never got it apparently that damn thing you know because we you know it's like they were like they're probably like oh america <laughs> customs and it probably stayed it's probably still in customs right now or somebody over there is playing with it like <laughs> they never got their thing so and it was cheaper too it was like i believe it was a I believe it was a hasbro version and i was like oh, never i paid for it never got it and I was like, you know what, whatever. I didn't even bother to dispute it or to like, you know, you know what, I want my money back or, or whatever. I just like took it as a loss. Um, I was able to find another one that was in the States. And um, that one I got was a knockoff. It was it was a little less money. I don't even know why I mean, it was a big deal. It was like probably like another like 10 or $20 less. But I was like, ah, bump it. You know what I mean? So I ordered that one. Um it was a knockoff, but it, it still had the Decepticon symbol on it. On like there was a ch like exchangeable chest plate. One was damaged, and then there was another one that was nice and pristine, and it actually had the Decepticon logo on it. But it's not named Megatron. It was named something completely different. Um, but I was like, it's the same character. It was the same exact character, just different like packaging. So I was like, bump it. I'm not. But I I, I told myself I'll never order anything from China again. Well, that's what you got to be careful even with some eBay pages. Like, there'll be an American seller, but then you go through like the little backlogs of where all the stuff's out of that are like China, Taiwan, Japan's pretty good, but it just depends. So, I know what you're saying it's scary, especially during COVID. Like, I import a lot of crap from Japan, 
stuff was getting caught up for like three, four months, and it's like, well, where is it? Oh, it's you know, the customs. I hate that. I hated that. I was and I was so looking forward to getting whatever it was. How you give Megatron a Q-tip swab to <laughs> to get COVID tested? What? He's not, he's a Decepticon. You can't test him. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Maybe you stick it up his cannon. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> man, that's like getting a needle for the clap. Jesus. I don't know, but it it was it was bad. I mean, like it was like every time you would try to get like uh for me, uh, you know, try to find a Megatron, it was always the tank version of Megatron. And Did you want someone? Yeah, I wanted the G1. I wanted the actual metal or uh no, this one was plastic. Uh okay. it's rare to find a, a nice like, you know, nice metal one. You know, die cast are you know kind of hard to come by. But um no, I just wanted a regular G1. I mean, they were they came out with a sound wave, you know, so they were making other G1s, Grimlock, or Rodimus Prime. Uh, I believe I had a, a decent Optimus, but for whatever reason, he was red and gold instead of red and chrome. Um, but Scarlet repaint. It could, I don't know. Repaint. But I, I thought about it. Um, but it, I could never find Megatron. Every Megatron that I got was, you know, it was either the Megatron, like three different Megatrons from the live action, which, you know, mm, um, yeah. And then whatever. Oh, the GoBots, man. Huh? The GoBots? I was just gonna say that. I'm like, I'm like, you're getting, get it for, it, you're, getting, you're getting it from China. If you went on wish.com, you could order a Megatron G1, but you're gonna get a Psycho. Ooh, damn. <laughs> and I'm telling you, the, the the one that I have is he's a, I don't know, at least about 10 inches tall. You know, so if I was to get pay for a 10 inch tall action figure transformer and got a four inch or three inch die cast uh, GoBot, I'd be heated. See, but you know what I'm really into that a lot of people don't know? Battle Beast. You know, like the three inch transformers they had. It was a little uh, spin off series. They're huge in Japan. Mm-hmm. Never heard of them? Oh, they're awesome. Uh, Battle, Battle Beasts? Yeah, well, they're called uh, Battle Beast over here. Yeah, hold on one sec. I remember the ones that they that would link up with uh, the Transformers to give them like added power. What the like the gun gun masters and headmasters? Yeah, the headmasters. I remember. Yeah, I've never seen Wait, wait. The cool thing. Well, they had Laser Beast after, but you could actually play a game with them. But hold on. Ah, oh, shit, the rub's not working, but if you hold them down... Oh, so Autobot uh... Yeah, almost like Visionaries. Remember Visionaries back in the day? Yeah, actually, they, oh, used, to do that with the, they used to do that with the Transformers a lot. It was like, you never knew... It was like Secret Wars type of things. You didn't know, never yeah. knew they were an Autobot or a Decepticon. Still can't see yeah. it. They're just cool, like... Well, you can't see the thing. It's not lined up, maybe it's all, but, like, I love three-inch toys. That's not what she said. Listen, I, I was wondering if somebody was going to say something. Well, um, you know, I, I, I was going to ask him, dude, you didn't just blow your monkey on my podcast, did you? <laughs> no, nah, just a load. Yeah, okay, good. This this will definitely be an explicit episode, so, and it's not getting any, any better, so. 
I'm trying to not swear. I'm per- doing pretty decent. I think I've slipped up three times. Yeah, I only get like that when I get really, really pissed off. So I'm good for the most part. You don't have to worry about me too much. So since I titled the show Comics versus Manga, we have Heartless Weeb, the Nixter. What's up, guys? And he was heavy, heavy into uh, comics for years and years. Uh, and then... Switched over to the dark side. He just he just went, flub it. I'm going manga. Yep. And it was it was weird because we reconnected on uh, on Instagram and 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 Twitter, and I hadn't heard from him for a while, so I was like, "Hey, dude. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm about fifty stories up working on steel. What are you doing?" Go well. I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> what are you now? You still doing magic? Now I'm back into comics, man. You're like, oh yeah, I do comics. I'm like, what do you got? I'm like, boom, boom, boom. I got this crazy variant. I got that. I get that. Like, I was crazy, crazy into like, oh damn. my god. And then buying original art and just, I was sick of it. Like, I love Marvel. Speaking of original art, uh, I I got something cool. I got three pages, but I don't know what one of them is. But did you ever see a Kira color pages? Oh, I have three of them. One of them somewhere I don't know, but these went up on Felix uh, Comic Art. These sold out wow. so fast. It's hard to find these things. They're awesome. Wow, dude! I, I I have like six versions of Akira. I got the giant trades up there, but it was uh, I, I'm a little too young to actually. What did it come out like? 89, 90, 91 from Marvel. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got those books somewhere in here. Uh, because I am the Joker fan and an indie guy, because I I talk to mostly indie guys on this show. So uh, this guy with way too many names uh, from from the Netherlands, uh, Mike Jimmy Larasha de Bruyne, uh, got into a little ta- tax uh, whoopsie because. Because of being a a, a, a part time worker and a full time uh, artistic creator, they used he used they used to have a certain thing he could file to catch a break for certain things, for you know, to do with the arts. And then after everybody filed, they went in and changed the laws before they processed any tax things, and they said. Uh oh, you owe us another another three hundred euro or whatever, whatever their money is. So we did a live stream. He opened up commissions. He goes, "What should I draw?" And I'm like, "Uh, well, the Joker." So the other day, I got in this original art from him from the Netherlands of the Joker. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Little old school Joker. I think I only have two Joker like OE pieces. I got a Joker from this guy, uh, Matt Wood, that did a tatted up Joker with Harley Quinn. And you remember when uh, DC did the um, Harley Quinn special where they had that little uh, painted frame type of thing? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, Mike Ruth did a uh, Trump before he was actually the president with like little hands dressed up like the Joker. I was like, I need that in my collection and looks pretty sick. So I got that in the other day and he sent me the first three issues of his comic called Life on Cora, but they're like uh, UK, well, you know, UK size. Yeah, they're, size, yeah. Yeah, they're like mag magazine size. How is this art? Is it UK art style or like American or? Um, because I enjoy the like Mobius, like UK style, like yeah, like, it, it is. It, yeah, I would I would say it's definitely UK style, kind of like like a fluid like animate animation style. Yeah, like I love that. Definitely heavy metal. I got this one. I went to Batman Day. Took my daughter. Probably saw a whole bunch of pictures online uh, back in 2015. Batman Day. I was up there. Saw matches. I was wearing my my uh my joker leather jacket and everything oh that leather jacket's sick have you showed that off in the show let's see that, uh, that jacket's cool i remember seeing you having that one day i'm like that is sick the airbrush one right up in the corner yeah that thing's sick wow yeah well, i'm just gonna leave that up there uh alex cormach was at uh hall of comics up in mass and uh the store paid him to be there and do this art uh for batman day and everybody is supposed to get like a free quick sketch and then it turned out that people were showing up with like you know a dozen kids <laughs> and the store's like was one per family and my daughter i i asked my daughter i go do you want a My Little Pony or can Daddy get a Joker? She's like, Daddy, you can get a Joker. That's a trooper right there for you. That's a quick sketch. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's dope. I like that's that. like a $150, $300 like, quick sketch. Oh, yeah. I know. That's sick. And then the first year Rhode Island Comic Con was I I had talked to the late Alan Bellman. and then uh, learned... Alan Bellman was a nice dude. He was hilarious. Oh, yeah. oh great. Uh, I saw him right before he passed away, uh, November of 2019 there. Uh, I think I saw him in Boston in 2016, 17. See, no, my only thing is I'll ask you guys. We all go for different things. Like, I go for art and panels, like, mainly, you know, creators and everything. You go for cosplay and TV. Well, what do you go for? I, I, I'm, a, I'm a, usually a guest. So, oh, okay. Um, I know. That's why I'm asking. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm usually a guest, so I'm usually there just, you know, entertain the fans. We'll see, but like, while I'm there, if I see, you know, if I see some other guests that I'm there, so the I, I enjoy I enjoy the whole aspect of a con. Um, the interaction with people, the reactions I get, you know, from when I'm, you know, them vibing off of whatever it is costume that I, I'm wearing at that that day. Um, react their faces, you know, it's just something to that loose and enjoy it yeah like my first time cosplaying was 2019 i was still chubby it was before i started losing weight again and working out that's a fat cosmic spider-man people loved it kids were like can i have a picture i'm like i'm cool with this i did it for like three hours but how do you do it all day you you die with heat and stuff like hey you I, were you I'm were six years too early for uh fat older spider-man there I'm wearing a hoodie upstairs <laughs> and it's warm. And Dude, so, I want to turn my AC on, but I don't want the audio quality to be trash. So you know, so um, I'm used to it. Uh, I grew up in a house where my mother had to take the, the heat up all all the time, because, you know, because she was cold a lot. So I I kind of just grew up 
in that type of environment. As long as it's not too hot. And plus, you're, you, when you start to sweat, it's, that's your body's natural mechanism to cool itself. So usually in the Batman costumes, I really enjoy wearing the Batman costume because I, you know, I, got, I have a little sweatband okay. on underneath the cowl or the helmet. And you can't, so you can't see that. So it just keeps, as long as the sweat doesn't get in, like, you know, I'm able to keep the yeah, sweat I, in yeah. my eyes. You know, I could deal with it, and I'll I'll be in my my suit. You'll sweat, but it's not as heavy as a lot of the other costumes that you might see on the floor. Um, the foam is very light, lightweight, but you know it's usually it doesn't breathe all that well, so it it will trap a lot of the you know the sweat. So when I take it off, it's you know on my shirt, the underclothes are kind of all sweated up. But um, I, I'm able to deal with it. I could be in there the whole eight hours. In a costume, and I won't even mind. My issue is, I bought mine off of China. I think it was like three, four hundred bucks. Costume looked awesome. I paid the extra money to get a zipper. Totally worth it. But like, you make your own costumes. Do you actually do your own things so you can use the bathroom, or do you need help when you go? The yeah, yeah, question. I'm not trying to be a weirdo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I'm like, everybody wants to know. It's like, it's like Iron Man. Well, how do you go to the bathroom in the suit? Yeah. Um, yeah. Most of my, all of my undersuits are like, I try to make them with jeans. Okay. You know, even everything. I, I would use the same undersuit for like the mech suit Batman, my my Arkham Knight Batman, my cyborg. I use the same, same base, you know, so the spandex, it's just a, like a spandex shirt with a hood, you know, that I sewed on and a pair of the jeans that have like Velcros and snaps. To, you know, so I could attach my armor parts to my legs and things of that nature. So if I need to go to the bathroom, you know, I have like usually have like the foam cod pieces, and all I gotta do is un- unsnap the the elastic that keeps it in place, and then I'm good to go. I got a zipper, go to the bathroom, unless it's a number two. I would say number two is kind of hard for me if to it's try. To number get two, then you gotta, you gotta go back to the changing room and basically take everything off because it's just not gonna work. Okay. I got this. Hi, I'm the, the, I got I got this one the first year. Uh like I was saying, I went from Alan Bellman's table right next to him was uh Ken Hunt. Okay. Uh would have been funnier if it was Mike Hunt, but uh <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> Ray, you blush and stop it. Um but he sold I was looking at at a print and then I was going back and forth between two of them trying to pick up my mind and go, I really want that one, but I'm not sure if I want that one too or with it. And I'm like, "Mm." and then this dude dressed as green arrow came up and he's like, I'll buy that one right now. And then he sold it to him and it was the print I was getting ready to buy. Was the last one. It was the last one. So instead I got this original pencil. That's not bad. Yeah. Sweet. I'll, I'll take this nice. for a print any day. Oh, yeah. That's my thing is like, if it's not a cliche and it's not, you know, archival, like one out of whatever, mm-hmm. spending $20, $30. I mean, I have a couple right here, but I mean, I like, I'm really into like Mondo prints and posters and anything, but I want a one of one. If you're going to spend two, three, four hundred dollars on something, get an original, you know? More of a solid investment than you guys are out of my league on that one. I don't think I've ever spent that much money on like artwork. You know, I like to support my the the, the local artist in in, like Artist Alley, 
So like my friends, you know, and even some some people that I I don't know, like fifty dollars was probably the most that I've I've paid for you know a cop you know obviously it's a print, but it wasn't an original. Hold on, I got another one that fit. Uh, ah, come on, other one. That was like seventy bucks, wow. but it's beautiful. Uh, Mike Henderson, you know what Mike is, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had a bunch of he used to do on Instagram a couple years ago his daily sketches. I'm like, oh that's bomb, that's bomb. So I'm at Boston Comic Con one year. I bought that in a red skull. We had like the cosmic cube. But he was doing all these cool little things with like rubber cement and stuff where he was just experimenting with different colors. And I was like, Oh, that is so cool. And they're such a weird odd size. I was like, I need that. Yeah, and it's got it's got like a 3D look to it. Yeah, I'll say like I my primary experience with most people buying commissions, you know, if you get there quick enough, you get on the list, it's cool. I won't call the guy out, but I got burnt by one artist. Every other artist has treated me great. He said he lost the piece of art that day. And then I was like, all right, cool. You know, still paid him. PayPal. music like, PayPal me. I'll send it to you. I'm like, all right. It's been three months. I'm like, hey, where's my piece? Oh, uh, I thought my wife sent that. Home. I had to fight with my bank. I'm like, again, PayPal covering you. I was like, yeah, I never got the piece. No shipping, no tracking, no nothing. And I was a huge fan of this guy. And he's really big in Marvel. But I'm just like, you know what? Screw him. I got burnt. But a lot of people are good. Uh, one of the best ones was Ken Lashley. Coolest dude ever. He's like, what do you want? I'm like, give me a Morbius. He's like, all right. I'm like, what do you charge? He's like, what do you think school, brother? I'm like, give me $400, do Morbius. He's like, I'll put a little extra work in it. I got it. I was blown away with how nice it looked. He did the colors and the uh, skulls. Shit was off. Aw- it was awesome. Yeah, I'm not that big of a collector. <laughs> no, oh, you want to hear Hurt? My biggest, my first adult real page I bought was a Thanos 13 page before everyone knew that Cosmic Ghost Rider was in it, right? I had a cool page of Thanos stomping on a dude's head. I think that was like 1600 but uh, Mold got cool. on it. So I'm kind of hurt because Mold got through my back wall somehow, and it slowly spread. I took it out, and I still got to find someone to actually take the Mold out. So I'm kind of pissed about that one. Wow. Yeah, I, I would be too. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely for that amount of money. Yeah. I would have put it in a, like extreme glass on both sides. Well, no, it was archival and everything. It's just somehow out of all my like my man cave downstairs, I you know I had a bunch of comic art lined up. It looks all cool and stuff, but that one thing, the one first big boy piece that I cared about, that was a really nice page. That's the one that got mold on. It. Everything else was fine. Little boy me is going sixteen hundred dollars. Oh my god! And then I'm looking over here. I go. Well, there's about twenty grand over there in comics. There's a, yep. There's about another fifty grand over there in comics. The only thing that scares me in life, death doesn't scare me. A house fire scares the living crap out of me. My insurance company will not believe you had what? How much? You'd be like, yeah. Do you have it all insured? No. <laughs> exactly. They wouldn't give you a damn I have thing. Pictures, but no. I because no. I had I had asked my insurance company, I go, I go, well, I have I have a I have a big uh, comic book collection. What would it be to insure that and my and my house? They're like, has it been professionally appraised by a licensed appraiser? I go, I got no money for that. Bad enough, I'm gonna have to pay you money for insurance. Do you know how much I spend a week on comics? I go, yeah, really. I'm like, I'm like, no. Unfortunately, I'm not like I stopped buying comics a long time ago. Um, 
So I don't even remember the last time I, I picked up a really a book. Um, one thing I started getting into the cosplay thing is everything kind of just phased out. Um, so like my collection is pretty much action figures. So that that's like that's that's my kryptonite. It's like every time I go to freaking Walmart, even though I know their toy selection really bites, you know, I'll, I'm always <laughs> I find myself always walking down the toy aisle, you know, just in case type of deal. I, I have to, I have toys for sale too. Just saying. What's killing me now is like you can see in the background my shelf point up there. Like I'm starting to get into like the anime import toys. Like for my birthday, I took myself to New York going comic shopping because my the channel that this name's under, I go and buy a uh, manga all the time. So it's like yeah, I'm gonna treat myself. This little Rottalia statue I think was two hundred and fifty dollars for plastic, and this is just like a I think one eighth of the scale. Or is it one ninth? It's probably one ninth. Dude, their stuff is stupid money with the import fees. Like, oh yeah, I like it, but dude, it is crazy for what these weebs spend on some of the stuff. And at first, I was like, oh, it's cheap in the comics, dude. I get hello, whatever you want. You get two, three hundred pages for like ten, thirteen dollars. Not a bad deal, right? But then when you start buying, you know, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen volumes, unless you get somewhere like Newberry Comics, where they have every other month, they're like. Buy one, get one 50% off. You're like, buy three, get one free. This is a great deal, you know? Or you uh, or you go to another certain store and... You, uh, oh, you dude, I've a, already talked get, about you, them. They're amazing. Do you know how many you, other manga tubers talk about that place? It's called the Dollar, Com uh, the Dollar Manga Store. That's its nickname. Oh, they nicknamed it the Dollar yeah, Manga Store? Dollar Manga Store. Oh, people know all about the store. So I picked up a couple volumes. It's a nice store. It's just I'm into different weird stuff. So yeah, like there's there's one manga toy that I would love to get, you know, as a gift because <laughs> I ain't got no money. Uh, and it is Bible the... Black. <laughs> what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I didn't catch that either. I'm I'm gonna go back and rewind this like 30 times trying to figure out what the fuck you just said. It was a hentai. Oh no, I've I've already got my own. Uh, I'm into the etchy, more darker adult things. So I I do everything. The uh, the metal diecast uh, grandizer, like the full one. It's got oh. the, it's got the saucer and it's got the grandizer robot. That will fly through the saucer and it's got all the Magnalox things and it's got all the weapons and yo, that's like five hundred. Yeah, I know. I saw this. I wanted the same one because I'm like all that Force Five stuff. I like I said, I grew up with that. Guy King, Grandizer, um, uh, let's see, who was it? What Mazinga Z? Which, but when I grew up with it, it was called Transor Z. You know, so yeah, just show how much older cool. I am than both of you. Uh, I, I see, have, they, they, were, they were Shogun Warriors. My my mecha show is Evangelion, but a lot of kids now don't even know about Ava. Oh, I do. I used to it read the God well, comics. I, I used to read the actual uh, old Viz comics of that. I didn't. Yeah, Some I didn't. I didn't Someone back there. I didn't buy them. I just you read just them. Read while them. I, was, I, read just, I would just read them while I was working at the store. Uh, but the OVA movies they made after the fact, they're beautiful. Like, the anime at the time was great. 
Mm-hmm. Or it's even better. They add an actual extra female character, another mech, and it just gets crazy. They have four new OVAs. Uh, 3.1.1, whatever the hell it is, just came out in Japan. So when they come over here stateside, it is so good. Well, I think the remake they did of Mazinga Z. That, is it good? That came out uh, maybe a year or two ago that I got it anyway on DVD was beautiful. Um, it was like modern, Jap- you know, obviously Japanese animation, but for a character that, you know, was, you know, you know, in like the 80s, 90s, well, early, late 70s, early 70s. 80s. <laughs> <laughs> what you saying? They were doing a G-Force that's coming up or like Netflix or something? They actually did uh, a G-Force on, but it was on, I saw it on YouTube. Okay. Um, on one of the other podcasts I was on, we were discussing it, and so it came up, and I was like, I had no clue that they had done a live action. I know they did a live action for base a uh, space battleship Yamoto, yeah, yeah, um, which was Star Blazers, Star Blazers, yeah. Um, so okay. I watched that. Great, and I, I, I was like. <laughs> Through the whole thing, because I knew I knew every episode, and I I, I said I killed it for everybody that was at my house watching it because I knew out. every line that was coming out, and I would I was just talking along with the movie. But the anime live action are the same as like video game live action. Either it's good or it's really really bad. Well, it was it was obviously it was it. Japanese uh, for the uh, G Force, but and it was a kaiju style thing, right? It, it was. It uh, it wasn't like it Power Ranger like, style or like Power Ranger. Okay. Um, but it was just I, I I can't I was really hoping that it would have been an English dub. Yeah, I the, I hate it. I hate it with a passion when I gotta try to read titles and watch the action at the same time because I'm losing. I mean, losing one or the other. I'm either focusing on the action or I'm trying to focus on trying to read the the you know the wording. Well, the thing is, you get used to it. I liked it. It was decent. It actually made me go out and onto you. I went to eBay after I watched it, and I think I ordered. You got the feels and bought a toy. I know. I went and didn't buy a toy. I went and bought um DVD set of yep. Battle of the Planets because you know, obviously, Battle of the Planets started off yep. as Gotcha Man. So yep. I was watching a YouTube video about kind of like the progression and the different versions of of uh, Gotcha Man that they had when I grew up. When I was watching it as a kid, it was Battle of the Planets. Um, So I had ordered a disc, uh, and I thought it was going to be Battle of the Planets, and it wasn't. It was the it was the original dub of Gotcha Man. So I'm like, you know, the my memory is trying to kick in, and I'm trying to watch this, and I'm I'm familiar with the scenes because it's the same scenes, same video audio, you know, video, but the audio was different. The cat name. I don't. You're a little bit. You guys are both a little bit older than me. But you guys remember, like, all the kids are like, you have to buy stuff. I'm like, do you remember we used to have to buy bootleg tapes? Not even DVDs. So, like, whoever was dubbing it was some dude in his basement and his mom just dubbing it. And you got used to those voices. And now it's like, we have professional actors. You're like, what is this? This is weird. So, yeah, I get it. You get used I didn't to, like, have any of the dub stuff. I was watching it on, oh, like, so you were just watching television. I was watching it on okay. television. So, like, you come oh, okay. to school, you would run home and, you you, you know, to watch these shows. So, um when you buy them on DVD and it's not the same exact one that you, you know, cause I'm like, okay, well, 
storylines pretty much probably the same, but just because the voice actors were different and the names of the characters were different, it made me was like, okay, you know what? I had I was like, okay, I grew up watching Battle of the Planets. It was Gotcha Man. I have the Gotcha Man, but for whatever reason, it just wasn't satisfying the kid in me that wanted the Battle of the Planets. So I was a couple of days last week. I decided to order. I think there's it was like a bundle pack or something for like sixty something dollars. I don't know how many episodes there were, and there are in there. Um, but it was Battle of the Planets. Do you remember the Top Cow comics that came out that uh, Alex Ross did a bunch of covers for that were gorgeous? I got them. Those were gorgeous. Like what? Late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, they were so good. I got the magazine too. Nice. The he did he put out like kind of like a because he did that and then he did his own little side project for a little while where he did like the prints and everything. I'll be yeah. back in a minute. I have to run to the restroom. Okay. I've got the Alex Ross did like a poster book and it was all the covers, all the covers and variant covers that he did for the the Top Cow G Force. Oh, really? That must have been beautiful because it still is. I still have it. I don't know where it is in this freaking mess, but it's I just had to have it. It's like after and I literally I did not I did not I did not think I was gonna sit or I was laying down technically on my bed. But I watched the entire movie on on YouTube of the G Force. And you know, I was able to read enough keep up enough, so I'm able to see enough action and read it to, to know what the story was was talking about. But I, I was like reading movies. I, I was like I didn't I would ra- I would rather read the actual like novel or or comic of you know whatever it is than have to read the movie. That in my my eyesight is like terrible. Like I, I got it sucks because they don't leave the obviously because the actors are talking, interacting with each other. So you know, it's going to pop up and then it's gone. So it's like, I'm like, okay, what the heck did they just say? So I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm pretending sometimes when I grew up, when I, a lot of time I would, I wouldn't be able to do it. So I would just kind of run a story in my head and I was just watching, you know, watch the, the, the images, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't what I was used to, but it wasn't bad, but it had a familiar feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have, if it was me, I probably would have tried to get it, you know, closer to the to the cartoon. Uh, even the Phoenix, mm-hmm. uh, the God Phoenix, they I believe they call it the Gold Phoenix, in in the, in the, the movie, and it didn't look anything like like you know like our Phoenix. You know, I love that Phoenix. There's certain iconic things of my childhood from cartoons that oh, I yeah. would love it's- to have. Matches just really recently got a, a model kit of the Phoenix, and yeah, Andrew's got the same one, right? Yeah, I don't know, but he's got it from China, and it has little figures of all the other vehicles that go where they're supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So everybody else's sub vehicles were included onto that. Um, I have, I didn't want to spend the money at the time, so what I did, they they were selling this like book. Like it was like an origami type of thing. I don't know if you've ever seen it. So it was like cardboard. It was all cardboard. And what you had to do is you literally made the Phoenix out of. Out of oh, out yeah, yeah. I saw that one of yours. Yeah. 
Yeah, you even you can made, made a little stand that went on a little cardboard stand. It was about you know it was about like this big, about six yeah. inches. Yeah, you you, sh you showed it on uh, when J Bo first started doing Streamyard stuff and uh, and he was messing around with this for like you know a whole like three weeks. And then he said, uh... <laughs> "But yeah, I was like I I was like, damn, I really would love to have the Phoenix, but I was like, oh man, it's just a little too much for me at the time. Um, I have." some of the uh, posable figures like for guy king mm -hmm. so i have an, a guy king figure is about, about probably like about about that big um and I, the same style for grandizer but without the saucer and i'm like i really want the saucer one the one you know the, i want the good one the one that actually fits in the saucer you know his hands literally wrap around the the base of the saucer that's the one that I want, but that one was crazy money. Like I said, probably like five hundred. Yeah. Um, did you see the Did you see the model kit Frankie B was showing off that he got in this week? No, I didn't see. No, what was he? He got he got one of the. Uh, which one did he get? Let me see. Uh, he got one of the uh, one of the Force Five robots. I had the Space Dragon. I do too. Like like the die cast. The, the the die cast red metal one, the one with like the three horns on his head. Oh no, I don't have that one. I have I have the Guy King Space Dragon die cast. You, it opens up like halfway on the upper portion and you have the little the little spaceships that came with it that go inside. Um and the head actually comes off and the head combines with like different parts to make a little a little guy king. It's like like this like this big little guy king and um it's all diecast it, it's awesome i was like i was like you know what whatever i i have to have this one um but yeah it's it's that's like i love that i love that thing so right now yeah, i want to get some more mine is uh a little different I just recently, you sure it was Frankie that got a, uh, a model kit? Because I, I, I just posted a couple of days ago, uh, I got a, I found a model kit of Guy King at Newberry Comics. Oh, I know what it was. He got, he got like a DVD movie of, of, of one of the big robots. The one that he got in was Mechagodzilla. Oh, okay. But you know, what Frank Frankie? He, that he he's the one where I got like whatever like Force Five artwork I have. I got it from Frankie. Um, he drew me a, an original Space Dragon that I, I love. I still have that up on my in my room on my wall. It was just just awesome. In fact, I think I might have it right behind the the, the diecast Space Dragon. It was just like one of those things that I just had to get. Um, but I really would love to get like the like uh the Star Blazers, the battleship Yamoto. I wanted to get one of those. That was really expensive. Um, I always wanted when it was open way back in like the 80s. I always I already know what you're talking about. I always wanted to go to Mr. Big Toyland there. Everybody wanted to go to Mr. Big's. I mean, where was it in like Boston? It was south of Boston. It was like Danvers, or I don't know. I can't remember. You ask Andrew Lavolo, he'll know. I just, I could never, I, I don't think anybody would drive me up there. 
Um, no. I asked my mother a bunch of times. She's like, you don't need to go there. Uh, you you would see the commercials all the time. Hello, Vader. Oh, sorry. I <laughs> got <laughs> I was unmuted. I'm grabbing some mango to shopping it. Sorry, I'm vaping. Sorry. You would see the commercial all the time, you know what I mean? And it was just like you I all I always wanted to go. So when I finally got my license and I was an adult and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go up to this Mr. Big Toy. I found out it no longer existed. And I was like devastated. I was like, where am I supposed to get these toys now? Mm, yeah, I know. Well, we got a thumbs up from J-Bo, but he didn't, he didn't come in the chat or, or, or send me a DM to, uh, to pop on the show for a few minutes. What's up, J-Bo? I don't think he's, he's, not, even, he, he's not even there. He, he, All right. He, he, was a, he was a drive-by thumbing. He was like, but that's always good for the hit. They're like, I like it. Boom. Are you guys yeah. more of like a replay type of thing? Or I've checked out the show a couple times, but you used to always go on right before I was taking a nap where I streamed from like 12 o'clock at night to like 5, 6, 8, 9 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we were drinking too, so got yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, there was there were things, there were things going on. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. That's why I kind of stopped and jumped into manga, so. Shenanigans. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was... Uh, it was it was crazy. We were talking about Mr. Big Toyland before you were talking. I heard. Yeah, that's like the last thing I remember. Like a big toy chain around was Child World back in the day in Brockton. Yeah, I, yeah. I there, Child there, World there was yep. one down here. There was one. There was one in Seekonk, uh, down by where the uh, where the Showcase Cinemas is now. Okay. It, it, and that was the only it, place we really had to get toys. I don't even know if there was a Toys R Us at the time. There um, wasn't. So that was it. Child World was it. That was the spot that you. It went. was. It was Zares, Benny's, Kmart, and Child World. Oh, Bradley's. So oh, there, were, there were like all the all these like little small department stores that you'd have to go cruising at to find the figures you wanted. I hope to God you found something you wanted. Yeah, and I I usually did like uh, I'd hit like a couple of different Benny's and stuff when they were open. I miss Benny's. Benny's, Benny's, oh wow, toys at Benny's. That's that's gonna miss. You got some second rate. Oh, oh, what was um, kill me as a kid? I think it was in like second, third grade. You remember back in the day when you could celebrate Christmas and you traded toys and stuff? I had yeah, a, no, I lost a few good ones that I wish I had, I had now. I had, I forget, it was a GI Joe, whatever. Like, we went to King's Castle Land back in the day. And I was digging through stuff. Like, I was a young kid. I still knew about collecting toys and stuff. I was like, oh, this is cool. My mom's like, not spending any more money. You trade one of your toys. I'm like, this is the only one I have on card. I'm like, that sucks. Now it's like a four or $500 toy, but you live and learn. Ooh, no, no, no. My mother. Yeah, I was a kid. I, I was my, a kid. All my powers of the force stuff, I still have my closet mint in the package. When I was I, a kid. I was a kid that didn't open nothing. You you might you may be forced to try to steal a toy when I was, I was a kid. Um, I knew friends that we would they would just co go into child world and come out with like all types of stuff. I tried check out what I got, guys. I think I tried it once. I might have gone away. It, it was I was so scared after I stole one little thing that I was like, I'm gonna steal it again. I stole once. Uh, is Suncoast still in? Uh, Suncoast is gone, right? I can talk about it. Or is Suncoast still a corporation? Uh, if they are, they're bankrupt. It don't matter. 
Uh, don't matter. I think uh, back in the day, speaking of anime, like oh, this must have been like 2000. No, not even 2000, like 99, 98. All my buddies set up everything. They're like, oh, Suncoast at the mall. It's right here. Grab whatever you want. I'm like, yeah, I'm an idiot. Let's do this. I've never sold. This is cool. I think I got like $5,000 worth of DVDs. The only one time I sold through all my backpack. Dude, I load. I had, you know, the messenger backpacks like this, threw them all in it, ran out, beeped them like, oh, shoot. And just out right out through the parking lot changed my shirt buddies dipped out never ever again but that's when like dvds first came out like the box sets were like three four hundred dollars i got a ton of anime oh no see i will i want a little tiny thing and i was they probably use like cheap dude never get caught done i stole a pack of gum once my mother beat my ass in the parking lot made me go back in and tell and tell the manager and apologize. I never eaten a piece of gum, so I couldn't return it. Uh, I've done a couple things only once, besides killing someone. And it's like you do it once, you get away with it. Never do it again. Enjoy it, and that's it. You know. So you killed somebody once, but you know that was it. No, but the one time I sold drugs, I uh, made a couple thousand dollars off it, and it was done. Someone screwed up and sent something to my aunt, and ooh, that was money in the bank. Now I'm not going to get into the trouble with drug thing. <laughs> I'm just saying the one, time, the one time someone sent something to the wrong address. She's like, "Do you want this PlayStation game?" I'm like, yeah. I'm like, "What is okay?" I was I on. Uh, I, yeah, I gotta get off that tub. I'm gonna get right, anyways. Your subject off, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll get back onto that like whole G-force thing. I'm like, I really, really want to get like a Diecats Phoenix. But I'm not trying. I don't know if I want to spend the money for that one yet. But definitely, I, I definitely have to get a grandizer. I thought if I did make another, another like um, costume like that, it would. I would like to do grandizer. So That's I want to try to fix up um, Guy King. But I wouldn't mind trying to do a grandizer at some point in, in, in time. At some point, I don't know if it will ever happen. But it's on the the maybe list. Or or. Even even better, you can you can just make yourself like one of those old Ben Cooper costumes, and and buy the buy the helmet with the with the blue visor on it, and you can just be Orion Quest. People keep telling me they want to see me do Orion Quest. Well, it's because they want to see you jump from like the top of the not gonna happen. top of the convention center, do a flip, and land in a robot. Man. <laughs> Man. Uh, those shows were so instrumental in like cultivating like my my you know creative side. It was it was crazy because that was all that we were we were watching. Like, um, but not only not only like like G Force or or Guy King or Grandizer, but there were like other ones like was it Space Katias? Space Katias was hilarious. I used I really enjoyed that, and then there was like what uh, Space Avengers or something like that. That's the one I have. I've got a they, well, Force. They called it Force Five because they had five different animes, and they would do the same one. Uh, Every week it, was different. I think. Well, it so was that Power Ranger thing. Basically. It was the same thing. It was like five days a week. Every Monday it was Dan Gardes, oh, which that was awesome. Uh, Every Tuesday, it was the one you just said. Space Avengers? Space Avengers. Uh, every Wednesday was the Space of Kateers. 
Thursdays was Grandizer and Fridays was Guy, Guy King. King. Was Guy King on Friday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I remember Fridays. Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, school's out. And yeah, Guy King. But the, the Space Avengers, they had, they had, they each had their own craft. But depending on who made the head of the robot, you would get a different, a different. You would, you would get a different. You would get a different build. Like one of the guys would uh, would be space, the space, space dragon. Space, space dragon. dragon uh, and I, I still got that figure. It's like a three and three quarter inch uh, plastic and and die cast piece. Uh, sadly, uh, the arms flip around. Like oh, it's one of those like spinning attack. Well, worse, worse. I was, I was thinking more like you know, JJ uh, Walker from Good Times, but uh, <laughs> when he when he would walk like this, the arms just flail in the wind. The arms have no stability left whatsoever. No. But yeah. If you hold them up there, it's got, the, it's got the they got the saw blades. Yeah, molded into the into the side of the arm. Yeah, yeah. So it was like Space Dragon or the Star Dragon, that was like. Then you had like the Arrow, who was the yeah. blue vehicle. The blue vehicle, and, and like, then you had Poseidon, which was yeah. the uh, the orange one. Yeah, I I, I really. Why is the orange one in anime always the fat guy? I don't know. They do a lot of that. That character like seems to resemble a lot of other characters. But is why was why was the arrow one like the least? <laughs> that was my like least favorite. He didn't even have hands. He had the little missile things that would open up, then mm-hmm. shoot missiles out of his hand. But I I, I like the Poseidon, uh, but it's just, just the dragon that was like the most. I would say the well, most that that was cool because it was the space drag, the 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 big dragon who would that would turn it that would shoot. Shoot pieces of its body off to become Guy King, but you still had the body and the tail of the dragon there. Space so we, yeah, so it was left of the head. It would shoot out like these missiles that would do nothing to anything. Even the even the lawn, it wouldn't it wouldn't move a blade of grass on the lawn. So eventually, they're like, well, we need to do a defensive thing so we don't get destroyed. So we're gonna tuck the tail into the mouth. I'm like, now I'm thinking back to it. The Great Space Dragon was the first uh, version of the human centipede from Dutch. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say so. You know, um, yeah, but you, you on like the one we were talking about was a, I think it was those were the Space Cateers. But yeah, like when the Space Dragon, when I was talking about the space, Star Dragon, I think it was Star Dragon for mm-hmm. the, the, red, the the three ships. Um, but with, then you had the space Kateers. I keep getting them mixed up with the space Kateers, the space Avengers. And then you had three individuals who had spaceships that were pretty much almost the same color. And they all kind of represented the same thing. You had like, like air, water, land type of deal. Yeah. And Jesse Dart was like the, one of the main characters from that one. Mm-hmm. And I used to love the fact how they, you would like, they would jump on the back of their ships and kind of like, like fly them like remotely on the back of their ships while they were fighting. And it was just something about Jesse Dart, man. That was just like, it was almost like a Voltron where they like, they were trying to 
escort escort the the princess on her mission to where because well, because no matter what which one of those cartoons you you watched there was always a girl in trouble they all had their own version of lois lane you or, know they'd be like i'll get them i have a 22 in my purse i'll just drive my jeep out there and yeah because the spaceman from out of space with the big giant spaceships and all the fighter planes are going to uh do anything no but all the female characters were pretty much similar. Like they were like princess from Voltron. Was a, you got a princess on that mm -hmm. show? There was another. Well, it, at least you know, at least she stepped up. Stepped up once in the original run. Once the once the other guy got kidnapped, she stepped up and took over. Took over the lion, and you know, after a few weeks, you know, she just started kicking. She just started kicking butt. Right, and gave her her own little pink, pink uniform. You know, but that, I, I loved all that stuff, all that anime. Just, I mean, Saturday morning cartoons. You know, what I mean, it's like, why don't they have? I mean, I really miss that because even as an adult now, I would wake up, even though I love to sleep, especially on the weekend. I want my sleep, but I would wake up. I, I sleep all. I pretty much sleep all weekend unless my daughter's here. Uh. I will sleep all weekend this weekend because she's not here. Uh, and because I'm doing this all week long. I'm chasing yeah, that. Three times a week? You're an animal. Five times a week. Oh. Jesus. You are so, another breed, sir. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday is this show creator's outlet. Uh, Wednesday night is uh, is the art show I do with Sean Howe, uh, the the Sean Zilla art show on Wednesday nights, and then Thursdays, usually Thursdays. This week we did I did like an early one on a Tuesday because of the schedule. Uh, my buddy Thomas and I from Outright Geekery team up. We we do OK Boomer the podcast. Where all we do is talk about old comics. Like we'll we'll take like one old comic a week, like gold and silver or bronze age, and we'll both like read it during the week. Which you know, read it during the week means we read it about a half hour before we went live. So and, it's somewhat fresh. So it's somewhat fresh. <clears throat> Not all the time. Uh, uh, when we did Tuesday, I read that. I read that one like last Sunday. And it was like it was like real quick, but uh, and we do that one Thursday. So I do this three days a week, and then I do that one. And once a month, I team up with uh, a whole bunch of people over in uh, the comic related madness on on Facebook. They do a they do a, a virtual Comic Con, but it, it goes a whole weekend. They have a kickoff show on a Friday night. And then they go like twelve hours on Saturday and Sunday. That's brutal. Luckily, the last one, my daughter was here, so I'm like, oh, my daughter's here. I can't hang out. And I would pop in here and there, but that was it. I'm like, oh, it's just, it's just too much. Well, share with the rest of us. What the hell? Sorry, I was vaping. Uh, so yeah, you want me to talk about a couple of manga? 
Yeah. Uh, bring us bring us through, you know, some of your favorite mangas. I guess like 11 new stuff, some old stuff, stuff regular comic people would like, just stuff that I never... I'm into rom-coms now. What the hell is wrong with me? Like, am I that old that I actually like romantic comedies? Like, it's good. Don't make that face. It's good. Like, never thought I would like that. I'm just like hardcore violence, etchy, dark stuff, and it that that's his manga. That's his that's his mangas, and and then then he goes with a box of tissues and some Hagen does and I'm I'm almost wrapped up with one of the ones that went. I'll save that for last. I'm so wrapped up. There's one more manga left. Well, I'm. They have 14 of them. I have 13. I got to read 13. Dude, it is so cute and fun. Like, I never thought I would care about some dude who he's going to marry. It's a harem style thing. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, this is cute and fun. I really dig this. It's This is why I like manga over comics. But beside that, uh, let's go into first one. Uh, can I do share screen real quick? Or Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, it's going to freak out because it always does that. It's been so long since I've done that. Tire screen, window. I think it's tire screen. Sure. There it is. Did it trip out? Can you see this? Uh, it's tripping out in the middle. Uh, but can you see Raw Hero? Oh, nope. Oh, oh shoot. That, yeah, it does that when you share screen on... Uh, like Bruce Lee, China. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> go... You gotta go. Ah, I hate it when it does that. Yeah, what you got to do is you have to go when when you go to share the screen, you have oh. to go to the very last tab, share and then screen. then you hit Chrome like, tab, or or better yet, you just want to show us this book right here. Yeah. Oh, I can see it. Okay, well if we can, yeah, if you can just do that. Yeah. There you go. You're on the whole screen now. All go. right. So this is recommended. This is more of an adult. Etchy, etchy is just a polite way of saying hentai uh, adult comic that I was like, ah, why do I care about this? It's called Raw Hero. Basically, this main character right here, he's awesome. I say he, yes, he's in drag. I was like, what the heck is this? This reminds me of a Mark Miller type of thing. Dude's laid off. He's raising his two brothers. Can't deal with life. He's going on his like second interview. He's screwed up so much. Catches a dude groping another chick on the train. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Calls him out. Goes out. He's like, oh, we were just... We were just, you know, cosplaying and having fun. I work for a government agency. You should uh, come work for us because you picked up on something you shouldn't. He's like, I don't know. Let me think about it. Tried two other interviews. Couldn't get the job. He's like, all right, well, what do you have? He's like, well, we're the hero organization called SAF. There's another organization called, I forget what the heck it's called. Sorry, I'm a little buzzed. He's like, we want you to go undercover and work with them. He's like, all right, cool. So basically the other, uh, the villains, they don't like the superpowered humans that they have. So they have a dude that looks like an elephant. They have a chick that's called Jellyfish. So basically, he's like, yeah, just show up this day and time. Go to this little um, locker at a train station. Wear the uniform. You're good. He's like, all right, cool. Gets the uniform. Guy screwed up. He was a pervert. He had his cosplay for his girlfriend slash uh, adult friend. And it was a female costume. He's like, oh, crap. I'm going to get killed. What do I do? He went with the whole storyline. Ends up getting hooked up with the whole team. There's four volumes out right now. It's crazy. It's funny. It's something like Mark Miller would do where you get heroes, supervillains. You actually care about the characters, but it's still a dude in drag, and he's freaking out. He's like, I don't know why I'm in drag, but I'm just going to roll with it. So that's kind of crazy. So Raw Hero is kind of fun. It's different. 
again, something that I thought I would never like. Another one I never thought I would like. Uh, got a Netflix adaptation. I think came out a month and a half ago. Way of the House Husband. Ex Yakuza member, right? All about the Yakuza. Meets his wife, gets married. He becomes a house husband. He's a stay-at-home dad, basically. No kids. His wife does whatever. She's into anime and everything. He goes on his little adventures, like one episode. Well, one story in the volume because they're like little snippets. You can read it anywhere. Uh, he does yoga. He hangs out with a Roomba, hangs out with a cat. He meets other guys and his ex-gang that he used to be in. And they have like cook-offs. Like one dude's a pastry chef and they bake pastries out of his van and they post them on Instagram to see who likes it. I never thought this is stuff that we don't get in American comics. Like who cares? He used to be a gang member. That's cool. And he used to be a head of like the Yakuza, but now he's just living life and enjoying it. That was cool. Another one. Never thought I would like promise Neverland. It's kind of messed up. Uh, there's two seasons on Crunchyroll. Uh, I want to say if you get HBO plus and Hulu, called the promise never learned basically these kids are orphans that live on a farm you're like why are they living on a farm because they're raised by demons to be eaten you're like what yeah they're raised by demons to be eaten and it's the whole uprival of the kids trying to escape and not being eaten and killed that was awesome uh let's see what else we got tokyo ghoul i love it this is so normy now but like five years ago this was not basically it's a vampire story but it's not a vampire story Kaneki is the main character. It's kind of a dorky high schooler. Goes on a date with this girl, Reese. And she goes to bite him. And a whole construction thing comes down and crushes them. He's dying. She's pretty much dead. They give him one of her organs. Well, one of those organs ends up turning him into a ghoul. Basically, it's a vampire. They have to eat people to survive. And Kaneki's like, I can't eat people. This is horrible. Why am I doing this? And then sooner or later, he gets, you know, coffee made with the little bits of people. And starts going crazy. And gets picked up by the rival fraction that supports being ghouls. And, like, people are our food. We're going to eat them. It's like, screw it, Let's eat people. He gets tortured, snaps. His hair turns white. And he's like, let's just kill people. It was great. What else we got? Goblin Slayer. Uh, this is a sword and sorcery type of manga. I really like it. A lot of people hate the anime. But that's what sold me on it. The first episode is... It's a family-friendly show, right? First episode was really adult. Uh, basically... The priestess right here, they don't have names. Goblin Slayer is the only one that has a name. Priestess right here, she turned 15. She's like, oh, I'm a priestess. I want to go, you know, travel and go on a party, you know, like most RPGs. She gets to a party, and they're like, hey, we're going to go hunt goblins. Lady's like, that's kind of above your role. Like, oh, we're going to go hunt goblins. It's totally cool. Let's do it. So like, oh, cool. We go to a place. They start hunting the goblins. They go down wrong turn, wrong turn. They kill a couple goblins. Dude gets killed. Girls get killed. Uh, people get molested. That's the politest way to put it. Another girl gets shot with a poison arrow by a goblin. And Goblin Slayer comes in. And he's like, what's going on? He's like, I'm here to kill goblins. She's like, please help her. He's like, nope. Stabs her in the throat, kills her. And they start killing goblins. And it becomes a fun, whimsical party of just hunting down goblins. And it's a revenge story. Pretty good. Save that for last. Chainsaw Man. Uh, volume 5 just came out. This has been out for a about six months in America. This is awesome. This is just gore, stupid fun. I can actually show you the inside. The art's not too, too bad. But basically, oh, did I see a thing of... All right, you see that little dog with a chainsaw nose? He's Poochie. So this dude basically goes with... He hunts down demons because his dad owes a bunch of money and can't pay anything off after his dad dies. 
he still continues to hunt down demons with this little buddy named Poochie. Well, Poochie ends up almost getting killed, and he almost dies, so they merge together. Poochie climbs in his chest, and he pulls a ripcord and becomes Chainsaw Man. The government takes over him and says, hey, you're going to work with us, or we're going to kill you. And they hunt down demons. It's just stupid fun gore. It's a good time. I love it. What else we got? Die Dark. This is by Kiwishada. Uh She also did uh, Dora Hidora. It's on Netflix. It's good. But this you guys may like because it's like a space opera type of thing. But this costume he has on is his symbiote, basically. Whenever he puts it on, he gets transformed into this badass, like, death symbol that can just take over stuff. But it's a little kid that's just an idiot, and it gets crazy after that. I'm currently a month behind in the manga in Japan. It's only first volume, but basically falls in love with death. They become friends. He's an alien, and just crazy shenanigans ensue. And he has no personal skills, and he's just like, let's just kill people. Gigant. From the creator of Gantz, if you ever watch Gantz, so good, or Red Gantz. Uh, basically, uh, Papa Pico, she's a porn star, and she ends up becoming friends with this uh, 15-year-old kid, 16, whatever, high school kid. And he sees that she lives in the area with him. He wants to be a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, just a film guy. And finds out she lives in the area. People are posting bad stuff. Oh, she's a porn star. Don't talk to her. He rips down the signs, meets her. He's like, I love you. Oh, and she's like, well, slow down. Ends up hanging out with the boyfriend, gets mad. He's like, you bang another dude? She's like, no, it's cool. Don't worry about it. So she ends up leaving, meets this guy. No, he's an actual android. Has a wristwatch that makes him grow bigger or smaller. He's dying. She gets it from him. She can grow bigger and smaller. It's like a weird, screwed-up kaiju type of thing with a lot of adult stuff. Uh, what else we got? Vinland Saga. Do you guys like Vikings? Do you like hardcore, like crazy, over-the-top antics and violence? Vinland Saga is for you. I can't show you anything, but Willie brought this up earlier. Berserk, the Omnibus Editions. Mm -hmm. This is the best way to check this out, like... Hold on. Make sure I can actually show you art. Dude, that's huge. Instead of a little Tonkamon version, that's like, what, five by six? Mm -hmm. So good. Basically, it is a dark fantasy with a lot of adult stuff and gore, and it's great. And the one I was talking about before, the quintessential quintuplets. I love this. It is a rom-com that I never thought I would like. This guy, Putaro, gets stuck with uh, being a tutor for all five of these girls. He, found out he marries one of them, but you don't know who he marries. It's also like a mystery, but it goes through him teaching all of them, being a tutor, and you're trying to figure out who the heck he's going to marry. And I'm up to volume 12, and there's two more volumes. I'm behind on one, but I want to know who he marries, and I actually care about it. It's cute and fun, and I never thought I would like it. So that's why I like manga better than American comics, because there's some for everybody. Please take me off of share screen. I hate talking. And I probably screwed that up, but whatever. I had a good time. <laughs> so what would you guys think? Anything that sounded a little different? I was trying to be polite with some of the more adult titles that I like. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had to I had to change because... Uh, I, I was just like, boom. Like I was getting like, too hot with the stinking hoodie, but I couldn't take it anymore. Took the hoodie, bar took the hoodie off, took the bra off, took the hat off. I'm not, I'm not wearing any pants. I never wear pants. All right, give me five seconds. I got to pee real quick. I'll be back in a second. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. Been, for... I'm a diabetic. Sorry. So, so am I. Thanks for sharing. I hope it, everything comes out okay. 
so many, yeah, it was just way too hot. I was like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to feel a little funny. I gotta take this off. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna suffer for just the the look, the look cool in the hoodie. I, I'm like, okay, it's it's been long I'm enough. Like, I'm like, Whoo. I, I, forgot, I turned I turned my AC up because it was getting too cold the other night. So I've got it like set up, but it's still like set at like seventy five. But I wish I had the AC on in here, but I don't. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to wearing this Mandalorian. Oh yeah, this I it's like I to the point where I was like I literally did a like a little mini like a video first. I filmed a video of, for my YouTube channel on uh, of me putting on the suit. And then I took some, did a little, a little mini photo shoot, I guess you would call it, because I just wanted to be able to have uh, pictures of the entire suit. Because, like, up to that point, I would just take pictures of me wearing either the upper portion, pretty much. So every time I would make some advances in the building process, I would, I throw it on to see how it looked. I would take some pictures. Um, so I hadn't even touched any of the lower parts. You know, so I was like, I really saved the like the like the boots for last. I didn't even know how the heck that was gonna go, um, but I, I for whatever reason I did not want to even attempt to do the boots. So, so I finally got the boots done, and I was like, really, I was like, yeah, well, oh yeah, I'm really feeling them now. Um, so now I really got into it. It usually takes me once I start actually doing a piece. Once I, I get over the initial, oh, I don't want to start it. Then I start, I start getting into it. And like, as it starts developing, I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm feeling this now. So now I'm into it. So it's like, you know, you do the, the first left shin guard and then you do the right one. And um, I'm just really excited, even though I know there's going to be like a thousand and that's probably on the low side <laughs> of people dressed as Mandalorians. Um, I usually don't try to do too many costumes if I think like everybody in the mama is going to do, you know, if there's going to be like, I'll be, I'll be driving around in my motorized wheelchair in November. I'd be like, Ray, no, Ray, no, Ray, no, no. Jesus. <laughs> I'm wondering because they're doing a, a Mandalorian theme. Uh, for you know, for Rhode Island, not like, in, like obviously it's going to be one part of, but they have a theme for Mandalorian stuff. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. So I'm like, I definitely have to debut that particular suit there. So uh, Carl Weathers is going to be there. So, I love Carl Weathers. Yeah, he's going to be there, and I'm really hoping to get a picture with him. Um, there's going to be, I think, a female voice actor. Uh, a few people from the television show, like the scientist um, and a couple other people are going to be there as well. So it's just like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, the only thing that would get me to leave. Oh, thank God. My AC came on. Uh, is mine too loud or no? No. Okay, cool. Sorry. Um, the only thing that would get me to leave artist alley and go upstairs to where the millionaires are charging Dude, yeah. workers a shit ton of hard-earned money for a freaking autograph. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Will, I get you, but we'll spend money on art. Ray, what will you spend and not spend for a autograph and photo meet and greet type of thing? I'm curious because I will never spend that money. 
Um, like, what was it? There was, I remember, there was one, who was it? Steve Urkel, I think, one year. It was Jemiah White or whatever his name was? was there once. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? I grew up watching that show. I'll, I'll, I'll go get a picture or whatever. Then I saw what he was asking, and I'm like, nope, forget it. Nope, I'm yeah, not. You know, you know why? He was collecting money to 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 do his startup weed business. Probably. Can't I um, Get that money. So I said, the heck with it. And I went and I'm looking at him and I saw, um, what was the guy? Um, I'm blank. I've been blanking lately today. Um, he was in, he was in the Avengers and he was in doc with, with Dr. Strange. And he was, uh, Oh, uh, Iron Man. No, it wasn't Iron Man. It was in, in Dr. Strange. And his name is pretty much the same. His name is the same as it was in the movie. Okay. Uh, huh? Porque? Uh, uh, what? You, you got me perplexed. What? Okay. And did anybody watch Doctor Strange? Yes, yeah. I did. I okay, it. It so one of the best movies. I can't wait. All right. So you had you had you had the Sorcerer Supreme. Yep. And I then agree. you had the. Wang, 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 not Wang, not Wang. Wang, yeah, the Asian guy, dude. I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name. Yeah, yeah. I can't either. I, I feel bad. I'm oh, blanking. That the guy? I his name. I'm blanking too. I know who you're talking about. The chubby Asian dude. That's hilarious. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, he was. He was in the. Uh, oh, what, what was? What's that other? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, blank. We oh, no, wait, I'll just blank on everything. Now. I've been drinking all day, so well. I haven't been drinking, so there's no excuse for me blanking on. He was in that. Wong. Uh, it might be Wang or Wong. Benedict Wong. Benedict Wong and his name's Wong. Benedict, yes, yes Benedict Wong. Um, um, he played the headmaster in on, uh, that series that I loved. Yes, that they canceled. I can't think of it. They canceled it. it sucked. It was so good. The eighties. Amia. No, it's it, based on a comic book. It's a it's a murdery oh, high school. What, and I have like fifteen copies of it. It's so good. He was also in Gemini, he played with Will Smith in Gemini. Um, He's in a lot of Asian movies. Imagine that. Uh, His IMDb. Yeah, but I was like, you know what? I'd rather go take a picture with with Benedict Wong than uh than than Jill, you know, Julio. So I was like, and it was probably he was probably like five dollars less. But I still was like, you know what? Bump that. I'm like, he's asking a little bit too much. I don't know. It might have been like $40 for the picture. Deadly class. Sorry. Deadly class. Yeah. Dude, he, he was, was in What We Do With The Shadows? That show's amazing, too. Yeah. He was, he was in that, and he he played uh, he played the emperor in... Uh... Milan? No, no, no. Uh, uh... Genghis Khan. Okay. He played Genghis Khan. Yeah, so he was, and he, that guy is cool as all heck. He was listening to some nice music. That brother's got sold. I know they're doing a, I know they're doing a Karate Kid thing this year. Uh, they've already announced, like, a whole bunch of people from Cobra Kai. Uh, William Zapka there. Johnny, Johnny Lawrence is going to be there. We got a Will Smith kid there? No. I'm an asshole, sorry. Yeah, you are. That was so bad. I, 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 I that was so meta. I, I, I'm just, I'm just 
you know, blurting out phrases that my daughter would say. Who's like, gonna I be, the... Who's gonna be fifteen? No, fifteen. Good lord, no, thirteen tomorrow. Remember, little girl used to come into the card store. I remember how. I remember she must have been like five or six when I first met her. Came to your house. I think she was like, yeah, like six, seven. She was super young. Yeah. God, you haven't told you that sucks, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what everybody says. You. Yeah, my kid's gonna be fourteen. I'm, I'm like, yeah, my kid's gonna be thirteen this year, boy or girl. I'm pumped. Girl. I have no kids. No oh, about. Sorry. Yeah, my son's gonna be fourteen this year. So. But see, you have a son. It's a little bit easier. Just don't knock up a girl. You're good. You got a daughter. You're like, I'm gonna kill the guy. Yeah, and, and you know when when you got a son, you it's cool. You, you know you can just be like you know, don't do nothing stupid. And when they do something stupid, you can get away with smacking them upside the back. No, you can't do that anymore. You can't even slap a kid. That's side the point. The 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 fuck you can't. Yeah, but to get back to this the the, the con thing, it's like yep. uh it's rare that I'll get like a picture, you know, with like certain celebrities um you know because like what was it was i think it was like a hundred dollars for like stan lee um, but see i look back stan lee stuff i would have killed for just to have some autograph like he was i, I had to do it you know i mean still doing the cons i'm like no 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 did you do it because i should have but i didn't I, I didn't do it uh one and my dad's like he's getting old you should get jump on that i am not a line waiter i will not wait in line Dude, I, some of those lines are like three or four hours. That's crazy. The guy, the, the, first, the first year when they had, they brought in all the Power Rangers, and I turn around and I'm talking to Ernie Hudson, who has no line, and and was cool as hell. He's like, I'm just going to tell you one thing. I'm like, what's that? He goes, he goes, if I catch you taking a picture of me with your phone, you better be the fucking crow. And I'm like, ah! and I started laughing. He goes, "No, I'm serious." I go, "Oh, okay, that's cool. I don't care." But speaking oh. of lines, the line for Negan, the guy that played Negan in The Walking Dead, oh, was, the Walking Dead lines are always long was way worse than Stan Lee's line. It was just crazy. It got to the point where Rhode Island Comic Con almost got shut down that year because everybody in the Dunkin' Donut Center was just scattered all over the place. Oh yeah, they. Where I, I remember the. Yes. I remember like the second. What was it? The second year, they did. The, they they the cops came in, the fire marshals came in, and they locked the place down. Too many people, and like there's like a million cosplayers like out in the pocket lot. Well, in the I, pocket I, I was I I I didn't have that problem, but it was you, like we were inside. But I mean, I saw the news was showing these people. There was one year my buddy was talking. I think that was 2017 or 18. My buddy's like, you had uh Rhode Island. I'm like that's. Not my style con, but yeah, they were kicking people out. They were pissed. I know they mm -hmm. were. They were. It was at a point where they, the the fire marshal was like, "Yo, you either get, you have to get these lines in check, or we're gonna shut you down." So what they did is they had everybody inside of where the dunk is, where they actually on the where the court would be, and they had them all had to line them all up against the wall. It, the line was super, super crazy. I was, I wasn't there for any of the Walking Dead stuff because I was like, I haven't really watched it, didn't care about it. So, but it was, it was Stan Lee that I really cared about. And I'm like, 
this is probably the one and only time that Stan Lee will ever appear at Rhode Island. He's, 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 he's much older now. And it's like, I don't want to regret not being able to meet Stan Lee. So I stayed in line. Um, and it was all worth it to me. It really was because I was dressed as blade at that point. And, um, being blade is, you know, was, is a Marvel character. And Blade actually set everything up for the Marvel Cinematic Universe in, in all the reality. So I finally, it's my turn. I walk through the curtain. I'm trying to figure out, do I keep the jacket on? Do I take the jacket off? How do I take this picture? I said, bump it. I'm going to take the jacket off because I was getting hot. So I take the jacket off and it's my time to go through the curtain. And as soon as I went through the curtain, he responded like he, he actually commented and he was like, wow, I feel safer already. And I was like, wow, okay. I'm like, all right. I'm like, Stan Lee just commented me. He just, Stan Lee just gave me a compliment. I'm like, oh my gosh. So it was like, you know, I'm in the picture looking all serious and badass, but in it inside, I'm like, oh my gosh, Stan Lee just gave well, me a compliment. Kid, yeah. He's a showman. Yeah. You know, but oh, I don't, he showman. wasn't really commenting on many people. He, the people would come in, you, you just sat there, take the picture next, take your picture next, take your picture next. And so I think I was one of the few people that actually got a response out of him, you know, because I, apparently I heard he wasn't feeling that great that day. And, um, so for him to give, like, be like, wow, I see, I feel safer already made me feel like, yeah, my version of Blade impressed Stanley enough to, for him to, to compliment me. So I was like, I was Which just awesome. I was stoked from there on. And then, yeah, he was, he was there. He was there a couple of times. I only saw, I don't think he was only there once. I don't think he was. Cause he, 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 he I thought he, he only did. He only did like three New England things before he passed away. He did like Boston. He did Rhode Island. I think he did Terracon too. Oh, maybe it was, was Boston. It. It was probably Boston because Terracon was is actually an AR show which would have been in the, in the Dunkin' Donut Center and the, and the convention center. So I I, I think the only time because originally I was supposed to dress up as Nick Fury and there was talks about us having going and picking him up, you know, dressed as Nick Fury and and another you know another Shield agent or something, but we we didn't they didn't have the the um, light, the insurance for that. So it had to be that he had to be picked up by professional people. Um, so I remember that, you know, vividly. So I know that he was only there that one year and, and, and then he wasn't, you know, he, I think I, I thought about it in Boston, but they told me, uh, the ticket price in Boston was like 150 was like, bucks. I think it was like 200. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what killed me was, Right, you usually used to the end of the weekend. You get all your stuff cheaper at the end of a show, right? So San Diego, I think. When did they announce the Blade MCU? 2018, 2019? Probably 18. Yeah, I was gonna buy Tomb of Dracula 12. I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna spend like a thousand, two thousand dollars for a decent copy. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna wait till Sunday and buy it. Saturday, I'm like, I don't have eight thousand dollars for a shitty copy. I, I can't do this. This is crazy. Like how much for what? For a Tomb of Dracula twelve, like when they just announced it, that that blew through the roofs. I think it was like anywhere from six to eight thousand dollars on the con floor. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't love it. No, Blade is awesome. He's so cool. Like I have the Tomb of Dracula, you know, omnibus. That's good enough for me. But like that's my first thing in the MCU. Like Blade. It was the first Marvel movie. I, it was awesome. 
Wave I, one, two, three. They all have their flaws, mm-hmm. but I loved it. The spin on a, a, a comic, I just don't have that. Well, I, I have the Legion of Monsters. I felt comfortable with, but I was like, nah, like I have the Legion of Monsters uh, magazine painted cover. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I had it. I'm like, I'm like finding up, you know, going through. I'm like, don't you know what you buy? I'm like, uh, no. Dude, that's like me going through my long boxes. Like, oh, this is a variant. I bought it for ten bucks. That's a four hundred dollar variant. I'm like, eh, I saw it at some point. Like, you know, I'm going, I'm going through, and I, I flash a pic. I, I flash this to uh, uh, Thomas when we did the show on too early on Tuesday. I go, hey, look what I found. Ooh, I got one of those. He's like, oh, that's worth a few bucks. I go, oh, okay. And then today, I see that. Uh, uh, Jane Foster, Thor number one. Yeah, that's going like, for like what 40, 50 bucks now. You can't not the hip hop, the regular, the just the red like cover A. So, yeah, I have cover A, a couple of copies, and a cover, uh, second print. Cover A is see, I've been out of touch with like I pay attention, but I haven't been in the market. It's so. about a buck and a quarter. What? Damn, dude, my my best number pickup, number two last month was worth nothing. Now it's a forty dollar book. But yep, that's why I got out of the comic game. But one of the best ones was uh, Edge of Spider Verse two, right? I had a chance to buy the one twenty five or one in twenty, whatever it was. Two mm-hmm. of them. I'm like, now nah, I'm not gonna buy it for twenty bucks. It's stupid. Never tie in. Kill myself for that variant. But I did buy. I think. 11 or 12 of uh what's the different variant was it four three or four where it had the um what do you call it the sketch cover not sketch cover but the character design i bought a lot of them those are like 120 140 150 dollars a piece now and i paid like eight bucks a piece for them it's crazy i had two first prints i just sold them i would have bought one that's the only thing i had the comic bug issue one is the only printing I'm missing. I have all the other ones. But can I we had, discuss how crazy the second, third, fourth prints of some stuff is stupid money that no one cared about now? Yeah, I'm like, okay, so now everybody cares about newsprint copies. Yep. Why? Because the Or speculator- my is better, but... Yeah, because the speculator, the speculator groups all pump that stuff up. I have no up. idea what that's like. What is that about? No, he's drunk in chat, son. Uh, Shout out to Melby. Love him. He's my brother. Mel, love your brother. They keep on asking me to come back on, and I'm like, I can't. Just it's There's too much in there. Refill up. Uh, no, but like I've gone through some of the stuff. Like speaking of Mel, like I used to pay attention to dumb shit. Like when he used to be on uh, Unprecedented Defects, is like he'll buy this, 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 or a comic heating up when I first got into comics. I think one of the best, like, $12 investment, well, two of them were Incredible Hulk 2, the, um, that variant, you know, the really crappy, like, red, green, whatever, gross variant. How many hundreds of dollars is that raw? Same thing with, um, Spider-Woman Alpha. I got the 1 in 20 variant for, like, 15 bucks with my discount. That's a three $400 raw copy. Like, mm-hmm. comics are so stupid for, like, or the best one is, my debate is, and I'll ask you guys. What would you rather own? I know what I'd rather own, but Giant Size X-Men 1 or X-Men 1? X-Men 1 is totally cheaper than Giant Size. Why? 
because Wolverine. Well, yes, but that's the Hulk 180-181, or mm-hmm. if you want to get into the dumb stuff of, like, the previous whatever comic had him in it for, like, just one panel, I don't care about that, but... Well, because that's the big... Giant size is the big, basically. would kill for that. Yeah, is is the launching off is the launching off point for when they they really took off, you know, until they killed them with, you know. Well, yeah, the Cockrum run was great, but same thing with Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix is dumb money too. Like, why? Why is Dark Phoenix crazy money, or not a ASM three hundred? What's the because it costs a lot of money to get a cute redhead. You know. Can we talk about J. Scott Campbell with the editing or no? Oh God. Oh, yeah. that was that was that, that was, was hilarious. That was so in your great. style. He, but that's him. He draws cheesecake women. Mm-hmm. And I love his art. I own a ton of variants from him just because he draws beautiful women. In the but way possibly, he was like, fuck all y'all. You think you think I suck and you can do better? Go ahead. Prove it. And some of those covers were questionable, but. And, but I, I mean, I saw a lot because I knew a lot of artists that were doing it. Uh, well, you got to jump on the trim while it's hot, so. You know, so I knew a lot of artists that were doing it. And of course, uh, you know, out, out of the blue, uh, Scott Hanna did one, which, you know, was just going to be amazing because it's Scott Hanna, uh, which you know, pump the brakes. He's been on this show. Shocked the crap out of me. I go, I go, hi, this is uh, Will from Outright Geekery and the Creators Island Podcast. Would you like to come on the show sometime? Sure, I'd love to. Really? Cool. Let's see, that's cool as hell. But see, nobody will ever talk about like his lizard man, his goblin, like the different crazy variants that are worth a ton of money, but these unrealistic women. Oh yeah, the the, the 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 close up of the green goblin. Oh yeah, like, or the lizard man. Like the lizard yeah. man is that whole that whole run where he, he did just body. just face shots and that and whole, that whole run of ASM. They're it's fire like, and they're beautiful, but that was before I got back into comics. Those are gorgeous, but I'm not going to spend like twelve to three thousand dollars for a variant. That's crazy. That's okay. The other month I was oh I was I was thrilled that somebody gave. Gave me almost a hundred dollars for my uh, my my Marvel uh, comic book card set from from the nineties. Oh, some was worth money, dude. The funniest okay. one was, well, that's another crazy question about the market. Like, we're just talking everything. I have a ton of comics when I got back into comics, all signed, but they weren't CCG'd and verified. You know, I had pictures with the artists or videos of me hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the hell was it? Dragota did um. The first American Chavez, the Magneto cover, I can't think of it. I bought like four of them for like 12 bucks a piece. Autograph. People would give me like $250 raw with an autograph. I'm like, I'm reputable. I'm not a piece of crap. But I'm like, hey, you want to buy them? Cool. Take them off my hands. I don't care. Well, I sold. I'm not going to say how much I sold them for because I'm friends with both guys that I sold them to. Uh, one guy is a friend in real life. Uh, and on top of that, John, John brought me, uh, he stopped at a barbecue place uh, in town on 44 here and brought like this huge thing of like, you know, pulled pork with a couple of sides and cornbread and everything. And uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he and he brought money to buy my book. And on top of that, he brought a bag of stuff that, you know, he goes, well, if there's anything in there you want to trade for. And then, and then instead of, you know, then instead of, you know, so much, you know, trading, he gave me an original demon number one. And he, and hold up, I just perked up demon, like, hold up. I'm not a DC homer, but I love Demon. Demon is so good. Sorry. Uh, he gave me, as as a gift, he gave me a Demon. He gave me a, a a Demon number one. And in trade, I took a Mr. Miracle number one. Old or new? Original. Well, okay. Volume one. Okay. Kirby. <laughs> Kirby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kirby or nothing. Uh, and Dude, I would. Do you know how much money people pay for like crap Kirby pages? Like thirty to eighty thousand dollars for like a throwaway page. That's crazy. But the what? funniest part is what? Wait, the craziest part is if you pay attention to metal, or whatever misfits. Glenn Danzig owns so much comic art. He's like his own curator and dealer. Like he has so much Kirby, this that. Ramos, it's crazy, like the weird stuff you find out about people. Sorry, side that's tangent. Way too much money to spend. That's it like was, a car. you could buy that's for a, you could get a car for that for some artwork. I'm sorry, I, I, car. Well, you know, when you're when you're a rock star and you're loaded with cash, uh, it doesn't really matter anymore. But Danzig was smart enough about it. But besides the point, like besides you know crappy pages, you add that Kirby crackle or anything that's significant, add a hundred thousand. Just add that. Ooh. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, okay. I'll, all right. They're just an artist. So what is, about their artwork makes it that valuable? Well, the fanboys, and my theory is, like, have you ever listened to Felix uh, Comic Art? He has a whole podcast about comic art collecting. I love it. It's so good. But um, basically, Kirby and all the other creators in, like, the mid-50s to 70s-ish, they're banging out like four or five titles a week just doing crappy sketches. Marvel or DC own them, but sometimes they got them back in their rights or the widows got them after the fact. And they just sell off a bunch of them to whoever and be like, okay, give me a thousand, two thousand. But at the time, it was equivalent money. Like um, the Frank Miller pages from Dark Knight, like they talk about one of the Holy Grails or Watchmen. Dude, they were passed around like a pack of cigarettes, super cheap in like the 80s, early 90s. Like, Twenty-five to three thousand dollars was like the high-end watermark. They go for a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars. Like, like shit. Well, I mean, it's still language. artwork. Is insane. Yes, I understand. Dude, like Kirby created these characters. But they're at the points like it's like oh. owning a Warhol or a Basquiat. Like, how much freaking money? Just, that just blows out? my mind. You know, whether or not they're 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 the creators of characters that, but that artist. It just blows my mind. I'm an artist myself, but so it just it's blowing my mind that people are spending that type of money on 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 artwork. It's just the, the older stuff though also has remarks and edits. They have whiteout, they have the word bubbles that were attached with like hot glue and or just regular glue, so they're falling off, fading, and it's gross. Like anything get like eighty to like later nineties, better quality before that. Crap quality. 
and people were spending stupid money for like just falling apart stuff or they talked about some of the older creators where stuff is just chipped away and missing but it's cool you still sp spend 100 to 300,000 dollars or who was it um the conan artist they just paid like i was watching it i made an estimate of like 3 million it sold for like 4.5 million who was the conan artist that did um Bushema? yes Busema. oh my family friendly oh my god Wow. His art is gorgeous. You get that D&D sexy, like, big barbarian and sexy girls and snakes and stuff and dragons. Four million dollars for a freaking painting. Like, I'm doing something wrong in my life. Yo, that's like, what my, I'm saying. I'm like, what? I ink. But, well, that's why the worst part is now, I've had my portfolio checked up by a couple companies. So like, oh, we like this. I'm like, at the time, I was working anywhere from, like, 50 to 90 hours a week. I bang this on a week. They're like, this is amazing. You get more. I'm like, nah, I don't have time. But I also heard from other guys, like, uh, not Ken Lashley. Who's the other guy that, um, I can't think of his name. Been around for, he's an OG. He's been forever. He's like, they want you to do Photoshop. They want you to fucking pencil. They want you to color. They want you to flat. They want you to edit everything but a word balloon. So I can pay you $2,000 a page. He's like, back in my day, you got paid to just draw. You got this, 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 this. But in this new age, it's everyone's, oh, I can do it online, digital, that's cool. But guess what? You can't sell your originals. If you print one, it's a little less worth it, or if the anchor does it. So you have to think, where's the line? But when I buy original pages, it's I either want the pencils or I want the pencils with the inks. And to get the pencils and inks, that's going to cost you. Or like I have a bunch of Scotty on because I just love his weird anime art style. I have one... Um, original drawing from um art germ just because i happen to win in a raffle i'm like so what do you charge for like a sketch in color he's like oh okay uh sketch in black and gray 1800 and color 2300 i'm like that's my whole weekend dude like i love you but for a little you know head sketch not even a body shot no like i said that, that, that I just can't. i can't it it's going up, dude. It keeps like when I first jumped in, like I said, I was doing comics and like cover A, cover B. I'm like, ooh, the incentive ratios. I'm like, this is cool. I'm like, why am I spending a hundred to three hundred dollars on this ratio when I can buy a page or a sketch? I bought sketches. And I was like, pages and it upgrades from there. And they get so snobby, like, mm, okay. Like the last one I bought was uh I'm in love with silk. I have a Humberto Ramos original silk. I love Silk. I have her variant from ASM, whatever. But I bought the Besh uh, 2. Did you guys see the Besh with the Boba Tea, like that anime style? Oh, yeah, yeah. I paid, I think, with my discount because my buddy had a preview pull box. And we're doing Drunken Chat. And I had a 50% off thing just because I was screwing around if you ordered enough. I think I bought 25 copies and the original copy. Ooh, that is sexy as hell. Spider yes. Woman number one. Spider-Verse, Greg Land. Greg Land does nice artwork. Oh yeah. That's sexy. I've, I've got a I've got like an uncanny X-Men over there that he's that that he signed. That's oh, but I was saying really sweet. Best, I paid under not even under a hundred. I think I paid under seventy-five. I paid cover price for the mesh. One in twenty-five. Oh, yeah. I, I just love Silk. I'm dorky. I love Asian women, and I love Spider-Man, so I was just like, I need this. See, my side thing is, like, when I get sketches, they're all Spider-Man. Just do Spider-Man, whatever you can. Like, the only non-Spider-Man sketch I have, I think I paid 
Ben Temple Smith, like $400. He did Dr. Strange, though. It looked really cool. He was summoning a demon. It had like a tentacle coming out, and I'm into that weird stuff. So I was like, that's cool. I've got I've got a variant of ASM4. So I've got, I've got like the regular oh, dude. like I had painted version, but I've got I've got the variant of ASM4. Well, see my is, thing is that is all mini mates. What? I've never heard of ASM4 was only the regular and the silk variant. Excuse me. There's another one? You need to show this to me and talk to me if this is real. Well, I'll well, ASM4. I can't find it now. The one with silk, but yes. ASM4. It was uh, it was a mini mates variant. I I, I put I tried looking it up and I couldn't find it's it's not listed on the thing. Hit me up like tomorrow. Like I I'd be interested in that. Like I don't care about comics, but I love silk. Like I'm a sucker for silk. What what killed me is I couldn't get somebody to give me two dollars for my. I give you two dollars. Shit, I give you twenty dollars. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I tried. I tried like three years ago. I tried selling my ASM four. No, uh, care about And I started it. I started. It, you know, I go. I go. Just give me a cover price for this one. Five bucks. No, uh, you have any keys? Now you can get like a hundred dollars for it. He goes. You have any keys? I'm good. That's a key. I'm like, this is a key. Well, you have any good keys? <laughs> wow. That's a good key. And I'm like, I'm just shaking my head. I go, can you be more specific? Okay. Do you have any old Silver Age keys? <laughs> yeah, I go, I go, dollar. yeah. Do you have any new US dollars? Because it's always well, the part people that like, want stuff but won't buy anything like i i've got like two long boxes of uh star wars dark horse stuff well that stuff's heating up really hard right now and you hit me up but i'm just not in that star wars like that anymore yeah um but when i went through there i i also found uh two star wars books but I know for a fact I never read. I bagged and boarded them at the shop, put them in a bag, took them home, put them in a box. And they are Clone Wars number one and two. Yeah, that's money. That's money. Uh, Clone Wars one just shot up over $100 again last month. It's So it's like, it's like a $1,200 book raw. See, but like, Ray doesn't understand like how deep in the spec I was. Uh, did you ever hear of um, was it uh, Marvel One Thousand, the black and white C two E two, not C two E two, uh, D twenty three variant? They made thirty of. Oh, the Mickey Mouse one. Yeah, the black and white one. I bought one because I was really into buying stuff that I couldn't get, and then my brain goes, "I don't care about it." Me and my buddy ended up splitting it. I think we made eight grand off it. We sent it out to get graded, and it actually came back at nine point eight. Wasn't the same one, but the nine point eight sold two months later for I think twenty three thousand dollars. So we're kind of mad, but dude, I put eight hundred dollars into it, so I couldn't care. Like I gave away the color from my buddy's uh, podcast. I think the color at the time was like nine hundred dollars. Like I have stupid comics. You just you buy shit and you don't care anymore. It's like who cares? Like same yeah. thing was I had they, nine. They, two, would, nine, they would do this giveaway box on Drunken Chat. Well, this was for the thousand subscribers, so 
yeah, she had, I think, it like was for the, it was for the one case subscriber. So it was it was for a good it was for a good cause. Nick tosses his book in. I'm hammered. Nick's, I'm drunk. I'm like, I'll give this away. They're like, no, no, no. I'm like, fuck it, I'll give it away. It's like, I don't give up. Family friendly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's like, man, that's so generous. Thanks. And then everybody Next else was like, up, I was like, was like, dude, you know, you just gave away like a thousand dollar book, right? I'm like, I promised it, whatever. It's like, oh, well. But wow. see, my whole thing is, the community, back when the community used to be a community, when they had uh, the unprecedented defects, my dad killed himself. They chipped in hard. They donated like almost two grand to help me out. So anytime someone passes away or they need stuff, I gave away two 9.6 Amazing Spider-Man number four variants autographed by Ramos. Like, I donate. Like, I get it. You pay no money for it. It has the whatever value, but helping someone else out. You got to do it. So you give back and it's a give and take with the community. But nowadays it's so cutthroat that I'm like, I oh, want yeah. They're, to they're all like, like, you know, but like I'll show, I'll show books and be like, well, I think that's a little high. I go, oh, really? Dude, well, I'll give you a scan and undercut charge 25% less. And you're like, that's kind of, I'm like, well, go screw yourself. Like I know what it's worth. Well, would you pay for it? It doesn't matter if I bought it day one or last week. Pay what it's worth. Yeah, I I've got like the I've got the three uh not three, I've got the majority of the uh Jason Aaron Thor run. Ooh, I do too, but dude, the second prints. I had I have a couple of the second prints. I didn't know they were worth that much money, dude. They are crazy stupid, stupid. with how much they're worth. Because now I, they go, well, second second. Well, they don't make as many seconds. No, nah, that's people. So they're automatically worth. That's bullshit. Me as a reader, I go, I couldn't buy this. I want to read it. Just remember back in the day, you couldn't buy some. You got a mm -hmm. second or third print. You're like, oh, it's not. worst thing. Okay, I'm going to call this already because no one's watched this. No one cares. My ex girlfriend, something's killing the children. Yeah, had a girlfriend for like three or four months. She needed rent money. Me being the nice guy that I am, she's like, I need $700. I'm like, cool. Flipped a bunch of books. Something's killing the children. I think I got two hundred dollars for volume one through ten, and I think I was missing two issues. Do you know how much that first print thing's worth right now? And it was in mint condition. But I was like, "Yo, this is nine point eight, nine point six. I'm like, "Ah, oh, cool, dude. I'm helping out my girl." Broke up. That stuff is twelve to seventeen hundred dollars. But guess what? I have a fourth printing and two NYCC variants. But I don't care. Uh, I saw the best thing ever. So, like, the the first issue cover is something's killing the children, and there's. Have you like, read them? It's so good. I haven't. I haven't read it yet. I, do I downloaded like the first volume. I haven't read it yet. I can't swear on your podcast, um, but it's amazing. Maybe not. Um, up. Somebody turned around and did the best mashup cover ever. He did the took the first issue where it's just like the woods, the kids' yep. lights are laying down there. Jenny's just got in the background, just the black shadow of her with the two knives. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in front of that, the artist drew Anakin that pose from oh, the so third. Thing I posted yes. that a while ago. That was amazing. The blank cover was just like Anakin's, like someone killing children. He's like, Shh, you got anything? 
Yeah. Uh, this this one was just Anakin turning, looking over his shoulder, and it's that famous that yep. famous pose of uh, of him. And I'm like, wait a minute, do I have it on here? Do I have it? On uh, here? I can find it if you can share it. Uh, give me a sec. I gotta go to my Instagram. But yeah, I post that because that made me laugh so hard. But uh, another one that's really good too is something's Boom's actually doing pretty good. Like Boom and Boombox, the one that actually went really harder than Something's Killing the Children was on um, the King Arthur series. What is it? Uh, Once in Future. Once in Future is really, really good too. Oh, yeah. It's super hot. No, I, I, dude, uh, I love that. I've only got it on my tablet. So, but yeah. Oh, it's I have all the different printings because I was balls deep in love with that. Like it was a great series. Uh, what else is good? Do you ever pay attention to um when Skybound's doing their uh when Sean Kirkman, Robert Kirkman's little brother, does the um live from the vault things? No, I don't I don't watch it. Oh dude, you can get deals. You can get nine point eights of like foils for like ninety bucks to go for like four or five hundred dollars. Yeah, but I it's in my PC, though. like well for me it's everyone's like flip it. I'm like, no, that sucks for my PC. Like, why are you crazy? I don't I don't have that kind of money, so I'm like Oh yeah, children, adult bills. I have adult bills, but I'm children, so. Well, I'm on I'm on social security, being because I'm disabled and in the wheelchair and everything. So. You still? Oh, never mind. Another time, another thing. Be back in a sec. I wish I had the money to buy stuff like that. I wish I had the money to buy stuff like that. What? That's I'm I'm still bugging out how insanely expensive the the but that's awesome for them. You know what I mean? To get paid to do you know that type of work. It's like it's like it's just unfathomable to me. It's like wow, really? I mean, because I really wanted to be uh, you know graphic illustrator. For the longest time, I would have a, com a comic book I was developing and I started, but I was doing everything by myself. I got burnt out, you know, so that was what I, and then I started doing the cosplay thing. So I kind of just like phased out into, a, you know, another expression of my, of artwork. Quick but, question. Yeah. Ray, do you have pencils? I'm an anchor. Like my inking is pretty decent. No, no cap. Like. Well, actually, uh, we should I, talk after and, that, but yeah. It, this stuff was like, oh my gosh! I went and did like I think I had twelve or thirteen pages of my original story, and I this I I did it all on a compact computer on the art pro or the the draw program or whatever it was. I mean, do you know how hard it is to to get anything on? It's like MS Paint, yep. To do, <laughs> but I still have it. I actually. They're actually right here, and uh, don't make me go grab my fuck it. And it's just a quick, a quick. Woo. There you go. That's oh, all. it's colored and everything. Okay, I was <laughs> asking you a pencil, sir. That's so. Yeah, my so thing I is can't even. What you're good or not, and like my thing is, I'm good at drawing, but I oh I'm. I was vaping. Uh, my whole thing is, I can draw really good monsters, whatever, but. Faces, so so hands. I it's a little minute details. I can't do hands. I can't do close ups of feet, but I can do fabrics and stuff. But I was like, Oh, you're a lot, you're you're a leaf field. Yeah, well, <laughs> I could draw feet, but I can ink like a mother effer. But uh, 
my whole thing is like the companies are like the little crazy weird details that I get into because I do it hand. Like, you know, I get the microns and do super tiny stuff, brush pens, whatever. Time, yeah. But everyone's like, oh, I do it digitally. I'm like, mm, you can't resell that. And it's just the different feel of having a page in your hand. But I need to get your information off of Will after if you want to talk about it. Like, I just want to screw around and like have fun with it. Yeah. So I like, I went out and bought all, you know, all the computer. Uh, Me too. I bought a 1117 printer, like cleaning up. Like the Mac. I, I didn't, all I knew was that they were doing, they would, you know, I was looking into how do they do the comics now? How do they do comics now? Yep. And so Photoshop. the research that I found was okay, most people are using a Mac uh, a computer. So I went out and bought a Mac. Um, a friend of mine sent me his Photoshop software so i could i could do the the inking and coloring or whatever and i i did the first page no the cover i did the cover and then i had a crash of something something happened and i i lost oh yep hours right and i didn't save it and that's why i, and I learned the how that auto save so i had to redo it i had to do it all over again um but luckily, I obviously I had the the cover, you know, drawn on on the people. Well, yeah, you know, the originals. Hard, hard copy. So uh, I rescanned it and then I recolored everything. And but it was just it was just too much, you know. So it was like I was doing everything by myself. So I kind of just kind of like said, yeah, okay, I'm gonna take a little break. And I started getting into the whole cosplay thing. And then my yeah. my my switch my my attention kind of switched. So I was actually able to do. 3d art you know uh opposed to you know the 2d mm -hmm. stuff so i was like and i got and that's where my passion has been since has really been the eventually I, I plan on finishing that book uh but your issue you don't realize is there's seven different layers which you did well you did realize you have your penciling which is totally penciling, fine the inking the writing fine but you don't realize cleaning up and then the flats and all the other stuff that goes into like, I can do flats decently. I can't color to save my life, but like even word bubbles, like those subtle little different things of like, do you ever read a comic? You see a word bubble, you're like, that looks like trash. Like, why'd you use comic stands or why'd you think that looks good mapped out? It's just whatever. But yeah, but my thing is like, I'll spend so much time cleaning up the pencils. Like I think two of the worst ones I ever had was, uh, in Yuck Lee, because he doesn't finish like gapping everything. Like I inked really nice over them, and a dude from Marvel was like, "We like it," and a dude from Top Cow was like, "We like it." But you miss this and this, but your backgrounds are super detailed. I'm like, dude, that was a micron like point zero zero three, like. But it's stupid stuff. But if you're digital, you can just go boop boop. But it's different doing hand art or digitally, which is yeah, crazy. So I was, I like I said, I burnt myself out because mm -hmm. I did. I had the story since I was probably 17. I was developing characters in, in high school. Um, and Image so time or a little bit before that? Hmm? Image? I'm assuming you're like 40s, early 40s? or I'm, No, I'm, in, I'm more 46. Oh, shit. I'm 37, so I'm sorry. Just, yeah, I'm 46 now. So okay. I, was, you, uh, 52. I was developing these oh, characters in, in high school. So, yeah, I mean, okay. so... I had a bunch of the characters and then I started developing stories and then as my stories kind of changed upon who I was hanging with and I actually incorporated family and friends into the book or into my idea. 
Uh, and I did probably four or five versions of trying to draw this thing out, but it's like, it wasn't there. And then the next one was a little better. And then the next one obviously was a little better. Um, but excuse me. But then I was like, you know what? I really want to do this right. So like, who, how, how are they doing this? You know, professionally, and that's like I said. That's when I started doing the research on you know what YouTube. I wanted to match. Sorry. And, well, I'm <laughs> I get what you're saying. It's I went to comic panels for like three years straight of just saying, "Hey, what do we need? Like a little mini boot camp and checking out everything online. It's you need X, Y, Z, Z, Z. Bought it all. I'm like, but this is before I got back into construction. I'm like, I'm working retail as a manager, doing 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. You don't have time for that. Or if you have a family, God forbid you have a family. Besides a freaking work life yeah you're done. it was just hard for me because like i said i was i didn't have i was trying to get other fan another family member that that was an artist that to, to work with me um he was too busy doesn't pay like you know and it was just like it was just i just burnt myself out because it was like okay i had to come up with the idea then i had to come up with the characters then i had to do the, draw the, the sketches out then i had to yeah. pencil everything in then i had to ink everything in then i had to like i said do the word bubbles then you know scan everything then uh you know clean everything up and i did a lot like i said i did most of that on the paint program so you did that in ms paint Paint program. Um, I could show one. The first. I'm gonna mute myself, but MS Paint back. In, ooh, that's hard. Even Autodesk, like I used Autodesk okay. for a while to clean up. But uh, I think every year I spend like three to four hundred dollars on all the um. What the hell do I use? Adobe. But it's worth it. But the sweets. But back in the day, you used to get cracked keys, so it didn't matter. But I bought my MacBook so I could do you know the video editing. But I still have my Wacom and all that. But dude, you gotta spend the money, which sucks. Like yeah. I used to spend money. I bought the eleven by seventeen printer just because I was tired of going to Staples whenever I need stuff scanned or printed. But then again, it's cool. But then again, you have to buy the ink that still costs about the same money, but it's better being at home. Okay, so I'm let's see. Um two thousand and two is when I did this. Whoa! Okay, so that's back in the day, yeah. Two thousand and two. And what I did to put this book together, I literally cut a bunch of paper. And stapled it in a book form. A and gene type of thing. Yep. <laughs> no, I don't know if anybody else has done this for a, a, a mock-up, but it basically printed everything on sticker paper and put the paper on the, the page on one and then the other side. So Dude, I've been there with before Comic Cons, just getting my portfolio together, doing stuff like that. Well, that's not bad for two thousand and two, dude. Like. And this is all on the paint program. But it's funny because you said 2002, but that's got that Watchmen-like color tone feel. It's cool. But again, 2002 was almost 20 years ago, which is exactly. the funny part. So, so I got you. I so that you. was me back in the day when I actually had still had hair. And, you know, but it's it's all paint. I mean, and... But that's all you had besides Adobe back then. Paint. Was and just a nobody I knew was doing. Nobody I knew, any of the artists that I knew, was not could not do what I did with the paint program. Um, at that know. time, the best color, the digital colorist was like because I was used to like image topped out, like Detron and Wall were doing crazy stuff. But other than that, like no, 
I mean, it was just, and it still blows my mind. Like, I see pe how people do digitally now. Dude, Art Germ is my hero. Like, I have such a hard on for that dude. Like, have you seen his pencils compared to his digital? They're both beautiful, but he can do all the different mediums. But you see some people that are like, oh, here's an, like, take you right there. Boom. Here's your head, face, whatever. They screenshot it and draw over it. But other people are just like, shh. You're like, yeah, so it's, it's crazy, beautiful. you know? So I do that. I was literally having to blow up images and use the, you know, I didn't know how to use, like, obviously I didn't know how to use Photoshop. So I'm doing all this with a little You're messing around thing, figuring yourself. And yeah. it, it was just, I did 13 pages like but that. That's a lot back then. That was that. way too much. And that burnt me out. It really, really burnt me out because I was just like, that's just way too much for me to do that by myself and then when i decided okay i want to redo it and went and got all the necessary stuff it was just like uh i'm by myself <laughs> the funny part is everyone looks at me like i'm crazy like i get balls deep and crazy into things like comics this and that like when i got into youtube like i spent probably eight thousand dollars on my camera equipment but that's because i get super passionate into something but same thing with comics like i have a ton of copics i have the printer i have the this, that, 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 that. But give me a sec. I'll be back in one sec. I'm going to grab my portfolio. Tell me what you think. I'm just curious of inking. Like, I'll show you the blue line plus the regular with inking. You mind or? No, I don't mind. Will just, like, vanished. I don't know. Maybe he had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, I'm not even going to the bathroom. I'll just be back in a second. See, that's the worst part. No, I'll wait until he comes back because I hate, like. Leaving me by myself? Dude, I podcasted for like four years straight, drunk or not. And they're like, we got to pee. I got to do this or deal with my wife and my kids. And I'm like, uh, hi, guys. So I'm Nick. Yeah, I'm the comic relief and I do crazy stuff. But uh, I don't like, you notice when I was talking about the manga, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, and stop. Get off me. I just, I don't like it like that. Like, it's weird. All right, you back. I'll be back in a second. I'm going to grab my portfolio. Well, that was weird. I'm, I'm pulling back up and all I hear is you saying, stop, get off me. Well, that's usually what happens. What <laughs> must be talking about manga again? No, he's talking about the camera. He was like, "Oh, okay. oh. yeah, I, I just do like dumb stuff." Like, I'll be back. Yeah, so we were talking about like how I was basically burnt myself out trying to do this, you know, develop this comic book, and I was just using the paint program, and nobody did. It. Nobody was. Nobody. Did. It was just. It, nobody could work that paint program like that. Nobody, everybody was like, "What you did this on the on the paint program?" And because th they were still at that time, like good doing Photoshop, you know. And and I'm like, I don't know how to use Photoshop. The only thing I've kind of get kind of got a hang for is how to you know work this paint program. And it was like so, it's like a bunch of pixels type of deal. Even the you know the, the pencil and everything, it was. Nothing like, you know, Photoshop. So it was like to do 13 pages. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like if I wanted to give it like up, like high scale type of deal. But it was it was cool for me, you know. Um, but when I, I wanted to redo it I, and I like I said, I went and bought necessary, you know, computer stuff and friends sent me, you know, Photoshop software and I had to start learning how to use that. I did the cover twice and then I just kind of got burnt out again. And I'm like, I don't know, this is a lot of work for like one person to do by himself. Because I realized that, you know, usually 
there's a team of people to do, you know, books or at least two. <laughs> and for me to do it all by myself, it was just like, man, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I wanted a family member, a cousin of mine who was artistic as well. And I wanted him to, you know, you know, work with me, learn the process with me, but he was, he was too busy doing other things. So, um, I just like, okay, I'm just going to have to do this by myself. And I, like I said, then I started getting into cosplay and my kind of, my whole passion shifted. It just went into a, a, a different medium of expressing my artwork. Um, but I still want to finish that book. You know what I mean? I want to just, just, to, just so I can say I, I got a book published, you know, whether it's self-published or not, just to actually, you know, finish the story. I want to, you know, I want to tell a story, you know, and you never know. I, maybe I'll, I'll, I'm really praying to get this book, you know, really finished. I, Cause I might just revamp it and re, you know, reinvigorate the story. Um, I'm hoping, you know, it's been a while since I've drawn anything. So it would be kind of nice to get back into, you know, doing some artwork. Cause I, I'm like, okay, I'm seeing people are showing me some of the manga stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I, you know, it's decent. In my opinion, it's like decent artwork, but I've seen, you know, other books where the art were like art where I thought artwork was like, wow, phenomenal you know, straight comic book style. And then you got the manga style, which are the two different corresponding styles. So I'm like, okay, I could fit somewhere in between there. Okay, before you show anything, I just want to let everybody at home know that Nick wants everybody to know that... Dude, my only... Well, this is uh, adult. <laughs> it's not adult podcast, but for the money, what I would do if people pay me enough money, I have no shame. Just saying. Yeah, but, uh, to the manga, like Scott Young and Humberto Ramos is what I love. Like, it's that in between American and anime style. I love that. And that's one of my first pages. Okay, I'm, I'm waiting. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, wait, wait. Bring it, bitch. Ooh, the light's too shiny, but. All no, right, I'm just so, focus my eyes. Well, I gotta stand up because I can't see sitting down. All right, so that's the Ramos page with Cable and Hope. That's my ink. That was, I think, 2015. This this is older, but uh, who is this? This was Deadpool. But like some of the stuff is like the size of a quarter. Like you see those little tiny shadows. Oh, it sucks trying to do this like this. Like, this is all freehand, just, like, microns and crazy stuff. This is, like, the worst way to show it, but. All right. But, like, if you go into, like, the leaps and stuff, a little pox. That's still, that's good work. I think this was like uh, 2017. Well, now I know how to do this digitally, but, yo, that Barney kills me. Hold up. <laughs> but I was like, yo, this has got Barney. Well, do you know how it is to find, like, sequential pages to so show your stuff off to, like, editors? Stuff's crazy hard to find. I think the worst one was, oop, that's in Huxley. Nope. Still Deadpool. Oh, the Sistine Chapel. 
shot. But dude, even the feet, like the blacks take the longest, and I'm dumb. I didn't realize solid blacks don't matter as long as it copies over. Solid black is solid black. Nah. All right, these are in Huckley. Like his stuff is stupid unfinished. Do you see how like Jim Lee style? It's not finished. Like my style is a little bit better now, but dude, that space debris is super, super, super tiny. I'm, I'm feeling it. It's good stuff, man. Yeah, it's it's whatever's, but that's what I want to do. It's like being a teacher. It's those that can't do show or do. But this is where it gets kind of muddy. When I was in the whole anime hairstyle, like you see how some of that's not finished. Like you see the black lines that don't match up. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, cool. I'll add here. No, it looks blown out. But it's give and take. You learn what is and isn't blown out. But, like, the background's stupid detailed. My Dark Knight pages, I did ink washes. I don't have them, but hold up. <laughs> My Dark Knight pages are somewhere they're ink washed, but I got yelled at for trying to do ink wash. Guys, like, you a penciler, an inker, or, like, colorist? I'm like, I don't know. But you see how crazy, like, the unfinished panels are? Yeah. Just, like, you got to try to give and take where you think, like, the lining is. It's called but embellishing. Yeah. Whatever. Take it off me. I don't like me being honest. <laughs> but, yeah, it's I'm not bad. I'm not good. It's I still have room to work, but I just – I like messing around with it once in a while. It's fun. Well, I, I thought it was good. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's, yeah. Well, personal art, same thing with your art. All artists hate their own stuff. They're like, I hate my stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm always like, I, that's why. You I, see a little line, you're like, I messed up on this. I could have done better than that. I just, I've had no formal training. So it was. Me either. You know, so it was like, oh, I didn't like that. I could do better. Oh, I didn't like that. I could do better. And then I'm the same way now with my, my, my cosplay stuff. It's like a lot of people were like, how are you going to get that better i said i think i might up i'm gonna try to upgrade how how they're like how and then i go and i do something and they're like wow you actually did improve on that and so it's like i my batman like i i said early in the, in the beginning of the show uh it was based off of a mashup between two the two different video game versions and then um i decided i wanted to go and just phase out into just the arkham knight batman and when I first did the Batman, I went and looked like, okay, YouTube. I'm like, okay, I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to even start to do a Batman costume. Let me go on YouTube. And I found a gentleman, uh, Zang Prod, on YouTube. And he was doing a Batman. So I'm like, okay, wow, this is cool. I'm going to follow this. And he was doing pretty much the same Batman that I kind of wanted to do. So I basically, instead of, I learned a lesson here. You know, not That's everybody, not, not everybody is, uh, is, is, is cares about detail orientation. You know, some people are like, okay, it's close enough for me. And that's all that matters. That's good enough for me. So I was basing all of my build parts off of his video reference. So whatever he did, however he did it on a video, I was make, I was like, screenshot in the video or whatever or watching the video and then i would draw out what i okay this is what i need to do um, well, that's how you learn. and then 
I went back later after I had already built the thing. Uh, and I actually started looking at reference pictures of for myself of what it was um, that I was making. And I was like, oh, a little bit. I was like, wow, okay. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at shapes and I'm like, oh, well, he didn't. I'm like, and it, that was fine with him. He, this is when he was, you know, when he was his earlier videos that I used to watch. And he does, he, he was, he, his work then and now is just, you know, you could tell the difference now. He, he put more, more detail into the stuff. But for me, I was like, oh, it doesn't look like that. I'm like, oh, it's a little different. I'm like, Oh, oh, I'm like, shoot. So it kind of bothered me a little bit, you know, because I'm like so detail oriented. It's like I wanted to look how it was supposed to look. And um, I was like, OK, I learned a lesson. I was like, you know what? Learning technique off of people's videos is one thing. But getting the reference imaging that you want to do with whatever it is you want to build, uh, you should do that yourself. And you so collect the way you want it to look yourself but you could use what you learned on the tutorials video tutorials to accomplish that but you know it's always best to go and look for yourself and get your your own interpret yeah, your own style your own group you know? yeah. so i kind of learned to listen because then i had to go like the, the abs the shape of the abs were different and then i did it i i, I interpreted his his work in shapes one way and then when i looked at the image the real references i was like okay well i was it was off a little so i i literally had to, i went back and re, had to redo the ab section i had to i went back eventually redid the the chest section um how many hours did you waste sanding down all that well it wasn't sanding because i don't do 3d prints no but i'm saying like okay i don't know how it works like i have a couple buddies that do cosplay but you're like foam outline you cut it out right and then you slowly have to sand it down and then you spray something over it or how does that work? I'm curious. Okay, so when you're doing a cosplay build, it's get your, get the right reference pictures. One, mm -hmm. two, you get your templates. You make you, whether you're, most people will have cell files or Pepecure or things like that and they could download them. They could print them up. Um, I draw my mm -hmm. stuff out by hand. So, you get your templates, you cut out your templates, you trace them onto the foam, you cut out your foam. Um, depending on whether or not pieces need bevels or something, then you would sand. But for the okay. most part, you usually just cut out, um, heat shape them, you know, use a heat gun to, to put some heat into them. And then you can get some three, uh, you can get some uh, curve curvatures and how you need it to go. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you cut pieces, you glue them together. Um, I used to use a hot glue as a when I was young, when I first started, and then I realized I get hot. My body temperature gets hot. So I probably was probably using like low temp hot glue. So if I'm my body temperature is getting to a certain, it's you know, bubble. It, it causes it to weaken and it would cause pieces to come apart, which happened on my guy King costume. Um, so it's a lot of it I learned from different people. Layering is important. So to get multiple dimensions and you want compound curves and, the, you know, it gets into more complexities and things like that. And uh, that's pretty much, you know, how it kind of goes. You, you get your image, you get your reference, you make your templates, you cut everything out, you heat shape what you need to, you glue them all together, you add more layers on top of other layers to give everything more dimension, um, constantly on off fitting to, to make sure you get your sizes right. Um, 
And then once everything, the foam, raw foam is ready, you seal it, whether you use uh, like a PVC kind of glue, which they might use like Plasti Dip. I like Plasti Dip. It's a you know spray, like a rubberizing spray, and it seals it real nice for me. I usually use Plasti Dip, but you could use other sealants. The question um, is, is that breathable or no? For me, yeah, everything is, is breathable for me. To so the most, not really. Like, you sound like you're plastic it, it and I'm like, you're going to sweat your balls off? Or yeah, what? It's, it's, some stuff could be breathable, but for the foam, the foam usually isn't breathable because okay. um, you're sealing all that up. So, or it's kind of that you're embellishing, right? Yeah, it just kind of, everything, the heat just stays trapped. And you, you, when you take everything off, you're, you're, you're soaked anyway. Um, but it's all about, you know, embellishing like i said embellishing and layering and you know after you seal it then you could you could you could paint it and the painting process is what really will fool the eye you paint it by hand or airbrush or what uh <laughs> both now now it's both uh when i before i didn't i didn't have the airbrush before so i was painting everything by hand so everything that was like shadows and like weathering and everything i was doing by hand with brush um I'm used now. to that forever. I used to, I traded an airbrush for like three hours worth of tattoo work one time. I wish I kind of kept that airbrush. Yeah. So I actually have been using, I used the airbrush on the Mandalorian build and I was like, oh yeah, this is, I, 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 I'm like, I don't want to go back to some, you know, trying to do stuff, certain stuff by hand. It's like stippling, right? It takes too much yeah. time when you can just airbrush and go light there. Yeah, so the, for weathering, like shadows and stuff like that, especially the weathering of the the muzzle of the the tuning fork on the the rifle. I was going to ask if you did the tuning fork rifle. Do you have that? Because that's yes, sick. I do. Yes, nice. I. It, it's literally right here, but I, I'm like, ah, oh, it's behind stuff, so I don't really want to try to take it down. So my other question with Mandalorian is, do you have his last iteration of his armor, or is it where he's slowly building it up, or what'd you go with? Uh, season two. Towards the uh, end, where he met Ahsoka, or before that? Uh, I want to say probably before that. Okay. So I know he's still, like, collecting his armor like an RPG, where he's getting little pieces here and there of, like, yeah, so I definitely, I, I obviously have the Signet with the Beskar um, and with the Jetpack. Nice. So I have the Jetpack. I have, so I had to actually shorten the cape a little bit after I saw certain pictures. But, um, yeah, so everything is pretty much season two, like, from anywhere from the beginning of season two to the, like the end of season two, obviously. So like in between, but that's yeah, so cool. Anywhere in between there. So he's got whistling birds and they friggin' light up. Yeah. And I'm not a, I'm not an electrician. I don't do wiring very well. So everything, when it comes to lights, it's, they're usually self-contained. So I used fairy lights, which is, um, it had a battery pack and they were LEDs that were attached to like a wire every i want to say like three inches three to four inches led wire led wire led wire and it all eventually went back to a battery back you know so i was like great i saw a youtube video where a guy was used those type of lights to to make the whistling bird thing light up and so that's what i do so i actually have to like a little battery pack with a switch that i actually have to hit to so turn these can turn off so it doesn't die around the convoy 
yeah. So, you know, turn it on, boop, turn it off. But then I started seeing people who were engineering, like, the next level stuff. It, 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 it literally, they had us. One guy has a switch that he wears on inside of his glove. And so when he hits the button, closes his fist, hits the button, there's an action, there are a bunch of actuators that actually push all the lights out for the whistling birds. It, it actually makes the, uh, makes a noise. You hear it come out. And then when you let go, release that button, it, they, they retract. So I'm like, damn, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm like, it's cosplay. It's only cosplay. For me. So I'm like, I don't need to be on set with it. You know, I'm not doing a fan film. So it's, you know, I mean, if all I get, you know, it's cool. It's that uh, you, it, I, it I have to be good enough for the day. I have to be able to show people, you know, that, you can have skill level from here to here, you know what I mean? And to get started is, is very important for a lot of people. Cause there's a lot of people that want to, that want to get into it, but they're intimidated. I know when I first started, I was very intimidated by the, by foam. It took me like, I like an hour looking at materials, trying to figure out where do I start and how do I go about this? So I do a lot of tutorials in my opinion, um, to you know, to teach, I, I rather I rather be able to show people. Look, it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be perfect. You know, you just need to be able to you know get it done and do it how you want. Have fun with it. You know, it's all about having fun. Um, and you know, don't let other people's skill set or skill levels intimidate you to the point where you don't do something that you want to do. So um, that's why I like to do as many live videos on Facebook as I can so that people can see how I'm doing exactly what I'm doing. of everything, right? Yeah. You know, I'm constantly taking like progress pictures and I'm posting them. So people see, Oh, this step to this step, this step. So if you were to take those pictures and run them in a slideshow, it's almost like a video showing and explaining exactly what you need to do. That's cool. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's, 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 I'm passionate. It's what I'm passionate about right now. So. Well, see, I've always wanted to, but the problem is being a white chubby guy. Now they have lost weight, but like you're really fucking limited to being a bald white chubby dude. Like you have four or five things you need, and that's it. Unless you want to do a crazy, like full suit arm or something like that. Like that's the next level stuff. Well, this is going to be the first time I'll actually have a, a full helmet to cover my entire face. Oh, okay. Um, so. You know, like uh, what was saying before, he was like, oh, hey, Ray, nope. Hey, Ray, nope. Hey, Ray, nope. It'd be like, um, so. It's going to be like a thousand Mandalorians. At, yeah, it's going to be a thousand Comic-Con. But you're going to know my Mandalorian. You'll definitely, you should definitely know my Mandalorian. Especially because I put, I like to do little, little Ray things. And I like to throw Ray aspects in there. So I'm not going to do it 100% accurate. Yeah, I mean, like, so even it's not like a car, it's like your own little touch and taste. Yes, I definitely add my own aspects to, to some of my builds. And like on the jetpack, I put the signet on the back of the jetpack. So like if you're seeing a Mandalorian, so if, if you're seeing a Mandalorian from the back and you see the little, a little, the Mudhorn signet on it, you'll definitely yeah. know, okay, that that's right. You know, everything else. I think I, I got pretty close, you know, I, I tried to get it as close as I could, but you know, it, it's, 
I don't think anything when you're doing something by hand, it's never going to be like it's never going to be 100% perfect. Yeah, it's never going to be 100% perfect. But like all the leather pieces aren't even leather, everything's made out of foam. And I just like with the leather parts, it's foam, and I glue fit like faux leather on top of it with super glue, mind you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I know some people that do like you know ren fairs and everything and they actually do leather work and that stuff takes hours if you can skip it and just do box leather over it why waste another 20 30 hours in a costume if it looks good and stays together who cares right exactly but you never really know if a costume is going to stick stay together until you've True. Worn until you move around um but you i'm like up before you do a con or what huh? i usually do like, like a stress test for like an hour I've or two been, i've been testing it since since i was making it so i'll, I'll put it on see how it works how it fits, um, especially movement. Like, like I've already found like the glue was like I had to re-glue certain things in certain areas, like because of movement, it caused uh, the the faux leather to come off of peel, like stop peeling off. So I had to reinforce stuff. You always want to make sure that you wear your your thing around the house for at least an hour, because that's going to give you that's definitely going to give you uh, an idea of okay, like okay, is this going to hold up at a show or is this this is going to fall apart on me? And because I've seen know, cosplay players and it sucks. Well, as a dude, it's not as bad as a woman, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, so I'm really excited about it. I mean, I love all my costumes, and I have most of the, all the upper torsos right here. So I have the Batman mech suit in the back. I have Cyborg. I gotta ask, have you ever thought about doing Azrael? No, not really. You know, because that's yeah, another, another whole. But that seems so badass. You know, I like. I need to breathe. Um, I had to put fans. <laughs> I actually had to put fans in this helmet. So, I, like I said, I got I got the mech suit. I got cyborg. I have the Mandalorian. I have Black Lightning season one, season two, and then I have Black Lightning season three, season four. Uh, which I haven't even debuted yet, so I'm 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 really looking forward to wearing that one. And then I have other bits and pieces hanging around. My Arkham Knights in my bath in my bedroom actually. What are you laughing at? <laughs> well, my Arkham Knights in the bedroom. <laughs> it is. I, I have a rack. I have a, a rack that um, a lady from a store gave me, and so. It, it's like it's, it's hard to find places to put like certain costume parts and the majority of everything is in my office here um in either whether it's in plastic tubs or hanging up so i have shelves running up over here and a lot of like the batman stuff you know the thighs gauntlets um shins are on there my uh I would say version two helmet for Batman is up there, which is retired. I don't even I don't even use that anymore because I ended up making a completely new cowl, you know, and that's that's that hurts a little bit. You know what I mean? Because you go and you spend so much time refining something, whether it was this helmet. And um, I started. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is for my Halloween costume when I did um, Billy Butcher. Uh, dude, it looked pretty good. I actually dyed, I grew my beard out, did the all black everything, got the trench coat, got the you know Hawaiian shirt and everything, pants. It's just fun. Like I get it. It's a blast. 
Yeah, I was like, whoa, hair. I'm like, oh. I wish I had hair. I would kill for hair. This was like a $300 wig. Girls are like, is that a, what the hell they said? Something lace, like straight yeah, lace. Yeah, women will know wigs. They knew. I'm like, I don't know. I just bought it. It looked cool, and it fit the character. They're like, oh, I'm like, this is too much money, but it was cool. So every once in a while, when I could screw around and just enjoy it, I want to get my money's worth out of it. I wouldn't if, if I didn't. If you had wore that at the beginning of the video, you wouldn't even know. I wouldn't have never known. So that's that's a good. I guess that's a good wig. But I was telling, I was I was just saying about how like I, like I. I make things, and then I, I I look at them. Maybe somebody might make a comment, you know. And then I start thinking, and I'm like, oh man, could I've done it better? Could I could have done it? Same thing I I did with my my comic book. So it was like uh, the Batman helmet. I did I started one, and it was the first ever like foam helmet build that I ever did um, for Batman. Anyway, because I did Guy King. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. So uh, I did it, but then I didn't even end up using it. I, uh, the promoter for Rhode Island asked me, oh, could you do an event? We need you as like a, a mech, mech suit Batman. So I was like, oh, okay. So I actually modified it to try to resemble the mech suit helmet as close as I could based off of how it already looked. Um, so it changed from that to that. Then... I went and made the actual Batman cowl for myself. And then eventually. Wait, could you turn your neck though? Yes, because. Sorry, I'm just making fun of because, like, you remember the old Batman? Yeah, just, you, could, you could, couldn't make, you couldn't turn your neck because it was yeah. one, one piece. So I made that cowl, and that was the cowl that I, helmet that I used. And that was for a few years. And then something inside of me was like, could you have done it differently? So, excuse me. So I was like, okay, well, I'll try, you know, I was bored and I was like, okay, I'm going to try to make another helmet. And so I started it and I was like, but what happens, you know, there was a fear, like what happens if it turns out better than what you already did? I was like, I put all that work into the first one and I'm, I'm probably not going to use it again. And that's well, exactly what I'm learning. Yeah, that's, find out, you know? that's usually what ended up happening. So, um, I started making another cowl. It was smaller. It looked smaller. It had more expression in it. Um, and it was more based off of the Arkham Knight uh, helmet. Uh, this one was more of a combination, like I said, a mashup of the Arkham Origins and the Arkham Knight Batman. So eventually when the other one started coming out pretty good, I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to be wearing this other one for um, a while. I'll, be, I'll keep it as a backup. And so I retired it. So it's up on my shelf, retired. Um, the same thing happened with the Mexu helmet. Uh, I, I made the helmet based off of my friend's uh, YouTube, like YouTube videos. And it was very boxy. The way he made it, it was like a very boxy look to it. So it looked like, like, um, like the Incredible Hulk, remember the other Incredible Hulk that was like the like the the, the smart guy that it, you know had the big forehead. It was. Are like, you talking about like the giant like brow and just yeah, the had that like big brow. That's how that's how it felt to me. It was like it was just too much here. It was it wasn't shaped right. So I put a lot of work into either refining it, cutting pieces away, 
re-gluing it, sanding it down to try to taper everything out and make this part look a little smooth, smaller. I added more material to try to make the bottom part look bigger so it had more of a angler this way instead of just this way. Um, and Batman, short or longer nubs? I like longer uh, nubs. Well, which one do I like better? Yeah, personally, just personally, I like what long you personally, I like the long ears. You know, even the Michael Keaton, even the Michael Keaton suits had longer ears. So, um, but I do really like the short version for the the Miller stuff like for the like the just Dark Knight Returns. No, like Ben Affleck's version. Oh, okay. Well, you said Miller. Sorry. Yeah, oh, I, I really I like the Batfleck. I really like that that version. Um, I'm I'm cool with the the Christian Bale, you know, because it was that was a cool version. But I really kind of like the the long. I like the longer version, long ears. Even though it I was like the Michael Turner version, like oh, so sexy. It was just strange to get used to like long wearing something like that long it was a little longer than what i, I had made originally um yeah. but i ended up redoing the whole mech suit pretty much like i did it but it didn't have enough the piece by piece or just all at once you're like i'm gonna do the head and i'm gonna do the shoulders and... piece by piece i think okay. you know so I, I i i said okay i'm gonna redo the helmet if the helmet comes out good then i'm gonna retire the other one you know and it, it, at first, it was like one of those things where I first stopped building, I look at things and I'm like, eh, like, just keep going, like, just keep going. And um, eventually, then it ends up where I want it. And then I'm happy. I'm like, yeah, that came out way better. And so everything else I had to try to bulk up. So I had to add more layers on top. So I had to basically make something and put it on top to give it more to bring it everything out more. So uh, I totally redid the whole almost the whole suit pretty much but it's it's part of the, the like what if process you know it could be better it's true once i'll start out all those different armors just slowly piece by piece yeah and now now i'm at the point where i have to slow down because i just don't have enough room to be making much more um if you guys were to see my office right now you'd be like oh crap <laughs> oh my office is my room this looks way bigger than it is so yeah i feel you yeah so it's like i i'm like okay so i usually people i have friends have like like my friend eric moran he's he'll do like on a regular con season he's like making having like tw at least 20 costumes a year you know, that's craziness. That's way more. And that's in one year. And I have maybe I don't I have less than that. I have maybe like 14. Do you rotate every day or like twice a day or just like depends? Like, I'll definitely bring two to a show. It, okay. I, I I originally started with blades. So that's the only thing I was wearing. So you rocked that for a little while and then you're like, I want something to switch up like every second or third day, whatever type. Well, of I didn't think I was going to do anything. Other than blades. I thought you just going to be with it. I thought that was going to be it. I'm just going to do, I'm just doing blade. That's it. That's it. I'm done. And you got the bug and you're like, oh shit, let me try this. Let me try yeah. that. Because of matches, my friend matches who does Batman, we were doing photo shoots and I really wanted to have something that kind of corresponded more with what is, what his costume. Um, 
So I was like, okay, doing Blade and Batman, that's kind of, you know, it's cool, you know, mashup, you know, two different companies and everything. But I want to do something that kind of goes more with what he's doing. So eventually I decided to do Bane from, you know, The Dark Knight Rises. Um, well, my version anyway. And then, then it started. Then I started wanting to make more. And then I, you know, started building more costumes uh, after that. But now it's just, I'll wear... I might wear the same costume to the show, you know, like a couple of years. I might keep bringing the same costume, especially if it's a fan favorite. Um, but if I do make something new, then I only usually bring two costumes per, you know, per show. That's cool. Yeah. Plus, it's it's kind of tough to travel, you know, when if you don't have no regular clothes. But then again, yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pack all that stuff up. And I, like, I usually can bring two and a half bins and I'm able to fit that into my car and then I have to lug everything in. So it's like, Oh, so you're not flying out of state. You're just doing like locally. I'm yeah. used to like flying out and I'm like, I need two suitcases for crap I buy and clothes. And usually I'll send the clothes home in the box and bring everything else home in the two suitcases. Usually I don't go anywhere that I can't drive. So usually so like New England ish. Yeah. So I usually stay, do the shows like in the New England area, like, it's best. It's easier for me. That's why uh, Rhode Island is just like it's just a this is perfect for me because it's only like forty five minutes out. I try. Well, it's forty five minutes for me. Like I'm pretty close to Providence or whatever. I tried it. What was the last one they just had? Two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's where I got. That's where I got this. Like I was so bored. I'm like, hey, you take PayPal, guys. Like, yeah. I'm like, screw it. I'm gonna buy a tattoo. Because some of the stuff was, I just went for comics in a way. And there was not a lot of original art. It was more like a pop media type thing. I'm like, this is cool, but it's not for me. And some of the comics were like super overpriced. So I'm like, I'm going to get a tattoo. Screw it. Yo, that's the first time I've ever heard of a convention. Bringing Doing a tattoo. But the dude that did this, like, this looks like a sticker. Like, dude's like, you sure? What do you want? I'm like, well, I see you do video games. So what do you about? Bob's Junior. He's like, how long are you thinking about? I'm like, I don't know, four days. He's like, got you. I'm like, all right, cool. This is money I made out of comics, so I don't care. It's free tattoo for me. So yeah. cool. I, I'm like, I was there. Were you there? I, I think there. I went there on Saturday or Sunday. I brought my little cousin because she wanted to check it out. She's like, this is a comic con. I'm like, well, this is not crapping on it. I'm like, this is a little different than what I'm used to. But then again, I'm used to at this point, San Diego and New York, you know, just going all the best of the best, biggest crazy stuff. So it's like, but like Artist Alley was so, so it's all like that's why I asked you guys what you go for. You know, all depends on what you're into. I I just I go I go for Artist Alley. Like I set up like some interviews, and of course, everybody I set up for an interview uh, bailed out and said, "Nah, I'm not going." Dude, the worst part is I think I have an hour's worth of Artist Alley from San Diego 2019 on my uh, terabyte hard drive. I'm just too lazy to edit and upload it, but like I have the GoPro strap and everything bunch of great shots and like eh, does anybody really care and want to see this junk no well i i i, lo I love rhode island i love the people from rhode island they, no it seemed fun i'm just saying you know, they I'm made like fun. a straight home for me there so you know they they have me as a guest every year i was awesome. actually i was actually their first cosplayer when they first started their first their first show started off as like a south coast uh, toy and comic show and i remember that yeah and so I was the first person to show up in a costume. They were supposed to have the 501st also to show up, I heard, that, that year. But they bailed. They Something happened. They couldn't show up. So I'm like, 
this is like I was told, okay, I'm, I thought there was going to be people in costumes and there was no, I was the only one. And, you know, and then the next show, there was a bunch of people in costume and then they just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then they decided to finally move out and uh, go to the Providence. And I was like, oh man, because it was like, they were literally like, they had two spots that minutes away from me. Star, right? Huh? There's like Dunkin' Donuts and there's somewhere else, right? The Dunkin' Donuts and the, the convention center. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty much connected by like some kind of sky bridge sky or something, bridge, right? Yeah, you know, and yeah. so they started off in the in the convention center, but then they they had to expand into the dunk. So I loved it. I mean, it was you know, it was like a little bit more of a drive for me to go from New you know New Bedford down to Providence, but I was like, it was still closer than trying to drive all the way to New York. Yeah. Hey, have a good con, Sam. Get up in a few hours and get ready for a Garden State Comic Festival. Oh. I I almost just want to say screw it, take a nap, and just go check this out, but nah. Dude, I'm spur of the moment, like, oh. Yeah, I know. Remember, we've met before. Yeah, I (laughs) I went to Baltimore and blacked out drunk, and just, that was a crazy story. That was a good time. No, uh, Comic Con. I'm not gonna even go there, but I woke up in someone else's hotel room. Don't know what the hell happened, and I had a great time. Yeah. It was I, crazy. Uh, yeah, uh, Sam's Sam's there uh, with a couple graduates from the Hubert School, one of which is his artist on uh, his book uh, "47 Furious Tales," which is the retelling of the "47 Ronin." Oh, but, but with anamorphic animals. Okay. I don't know. It depends. Really, Captain Manga? Well, I like Beastars, stars, but I'm not really into like the furry stuff, and I'm not going to go there. So. Yeah, let's not get into the furry porn stuff. Yeah, I didn't. No. I have no clue about that. I'm and I'm glad I don't know. You cosplay? What the? That's I've heard level stories about them. Like, I heard fet- like fetish stories. I don't like. I know. The politest way I can put it is, I don't judge anyone. You're into what you're into, but if you're furry, that's some next level stuff. And I go like here. That's like, uh, nope, can't go there. Nope, too much for me. <laughs> and that says a lot. I'm a really weird person. That's a lot for me. I don't deal with any of that stuff. I'm like, oh, oh okay. I'm like mostly, mostly all my stuff is like superhero based. You're super vanilla, like whatever. Yeah, it's that is like too much. Yep. Anyways, moving on. But the uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like you know turtles, but it's 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 done with that, and it's uh, well, when it's done right, it's not bad. Yeah, I I really like it. The art is fantastic, and uh, it's pretty cool. Well, also, RISD is super hard to get into, and that's a five-year art school, not even a three-year art school, and it's, what, 120000 a year if you're out of state? It's crazy. <sighs> you have to be decently good and have a lot of cash to break off in five years of your life. I looked into it, and I was just like, nope. RISD is... It's it, the Ivy League of all art schools. It's RISD, yeah, Savannah, it, and the it, Cooper. It, that's it. It is, but... RISD is also filled with a bunch of pompous assholes that, what, you don't get that this chunk of metal is art? 
Did you see the dude for like $18,000 selling that invisible statue? And he's like, you have to use your imagination for it. Oh, wow. That shit's legit. Like, Google it. I was like, this has got to be a fake, you know, like onion type of store. I'm like, oh shit, this dude's really selling this for like $19,000. This is crazy. It's a statue. It's invisible, which means he did nothing. But, but once he sells it, he can sell the NFT for like $40,000 after the fact. Don't get me started on that crap. I was into NFTFs way before they were even cool, but whatever. I'm like, oh my God. It's like, what was, what, what, what cracked me up with that is as soon as they started popping off, like for big, for big money, the, the first thing that, that happened that I saw was sports cards. No, no, was no, no, you know, related to comic book art. All the comic NFTFs, like Ultraman and like all the crazy, like shop exclusives was, uh, was, was friggin' uh, Disney and Warner brothers releasing their, their hellhounds of lawyers on, you know, on everybody. But you can also claim it as parody. But dude, what kills me is like four years ago, I was selling CryptoKitties like for an ETH and a half. And then at the time when ETH was really hot, I'm like, dude, I sold three of these. I could have like $13,000, but whatever, who cares? But you don't think about it at the time, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. It's what it is. It was, it was up to so much and now it's down and... It's time to buy the dip. I'm paying off all my bills before I even think about doing stupid stuff again. So, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just crazy, but, well, I want to thank you guys for coming and hanging out. Uh, cosplay Ray, uh, creepy uncle Nick, uh, <laughs> do me a favor. If you guys like it, follow me on heartless weave, every social media you can think of. Thanks. And you have to find me on on Facebook, you know, Raymond Ramus Cosplay, Raymond Ramus. You can find me on, on Instagram at DaywalkerXNight, and you can find me on YouTube at Cosplay Ray. And you know where to find me because you're here. So, until next time, peace out and read some comic books. Or manga. Yeah, whatever makes you happy.